Wars All In is a community of fans for all things Star Wars. We want to share our fandom with you, and we'd love for you to share yours with us. Find us on Twitter and Instagram by searching Star Wars All In. Also, search on Facebook to join in the conversation with our private group. We would love to hear from you. the galaxy it's time for star wars all in the show that goes all in on all the topics of star wars one topic at a time my name is mac i'm one of your hosts on this journey and i'm also joined by my fellow super collector ross oh mac it's great to be here talking about star wars toys if we could just talk about star wars toys every week we 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 don't exactly do that but we're we're close we've we talked about a lot of topics yeah. around toys in the last few episodes Whew. so today but, but we're only going to talk about toys today. Yeah, today we've got a collector special, we'll call it. Uh, this is not a special episode. We did say last week, if you listened to episode nine, that we this were is... going to have an extra episode this week. But as you'll hear momentarily, um, we had some issues with construction uh, in the for- Triple Force Friday line this last Friday. So yeah, so recording we, some... Yeah. Yeah. We weren't able to do exactly what we had planned, so... But anyone... so what we've done is instead of having a short episode that's live from the line in Force Fridays, we are ready to give you, I think, maybe our longest episode oh, ever. you got to be kidding me. <laughs> All right, tell, tell these... Ni- Let's just keep this intro short and sweet then. Tell these nice people what our run times are for these segments and let's get into them. Excellent. We're going to talk about the Force Fridays, the merchandising blitz, and we're going to basically do that in chronological order, starting with the Force first Force Friday in 2015. We're going to talk about that for about 35 minutes. Whew. Then we move forward to the next year, which is 2016, Rogue Friday, yeah. which is all about Rogue One. That we talk about for about 25 minutes. Then we roll forward to the 2017 Force Fridays 2, which was all about The Last Jedi's release, Mm -hmm. and that we talk about for about half an hour or so, and then, unintentionally, we go and talk about Triple Force Fridays, the 2019 Force Friday, Mm -hmm. that we ended up talking about for about 45 minutes. How the hell did we talk for so long about these? I think it's because we don't just talk about them. If you're here for collector's culture, the history of Star Wars toys, merchandising, the Lego series, the Black Series figures, and a whole bunch of other just us talking at you, your episode is right here, and it begins in just a minute. Enjoy it. Collecting has always been an important part of Star Wars fandom, even from the beginning. It was really important for kids and later collectors to be able to have something of Star Wars, especially in the early days before home video. You could recreate scenes, wear costumes. It was a way of bringing Star Wars into your home.
I don't think there's ever been a relaunch of a franchise at this scale. This is the first time that fans are going to be able to see the brand new toys surrounding Star Wars Force Awakens. The heroes and the villains, the creatures, the spaceships, the whole assortment is going to be very exciting. Hey Star Wars friends, welcome back to Star Wars All In. For our first topic here today, we are going to be talking about Force Friday 2015. The original Force the, Friday. The original Force Friday uh, for what we'll call this generation of Force Fridays. You know, the first uh, Force Friday branded. Obviously, we've had toy releases before Ooh. for Star Wars. We've had opportunities to go and spend lots of hard-earned money on plastic. But for this episode specifically, we're going to be talking about the toy release, the merchandise release for The Force Awakens, which happened on September 4th, 2015. Now, Mac, we had a really good Force Friday in 2015. Oh, so I want to talk about it. And I'm going to run through kind of our whole timeline for that night, and then we'll okay. go back and talk about it in little bits. Okay, sound good? Sound good. All right, so at the time, Mac and I were working together, both working uh, till 9 p.m., so we were planning on going right out to uh, Force Friday, Toys R Us. Mm -hmm. uh, for those of you who don't know, I don't know if we've mentioned it before, we do live in the U.S., so Toys R Us in the U.S. Uh, we were trying to get in the line as quickly as possible, but something interesting happened. We uh, had the opportunity to buy those Sphero BB-8s mm -hmm. a little bit before, uh, before they actually went on sale, so we're not going to say too many details about well, see, that to get anyone in trouble. The best way to put it is, yeah. at the time, we, we we were involved with the business that we could be in the back room and say, hey, I mean, technically, the store is closed, so technically, this is on the next day's sales, just saying. Yeah, so we don't have to make another trip back up here tomorrow. So we which got we our, would have. Which we would have, yeah. So we got our BB-8s, and then we made it down to Toys R Us, which was literally just right over the hill from where we were buying our BB-8s, and uh, we got in line, and we weren't first. It was the only year for First Friday, for Force Friday, we were not first in line, Mac. Which is kind of funny when you think about it, because again, we were just right over the hill, so we just assumed like it yeah. was going to be easy. But then, well, we, um, we, I mean, we were we second and third. Was it only? Um... There was only that one other that one other oh. couple in front of us there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after we uh, we got in line at Toys R Us, we were in line for about three hours, and we got in and we discovered that. Uh, they didn't have quite great stock, so we made our way to another Toys R Us, and then eventually a Walmart, and then eventually a Denny's for some late night stacks. But yep. before we, uh, well, what we thought was going to be calling it a night, but then we went to back to my house, watched uh, Drew Struzan documentary, <laughs> uh, fell asleep briefly on the couch, uh, got a parking ticket, and then went to Target for an 8 a.m. opening where we were actually able to buy stuff. But we'll talk about all that more in detail in a minute. Let's go back to the beginning. So. It's about 8 p.m. We're about to, you know, get off of work, go to participate in Force Friday, and we find out that we have gotten four of these Sphero BB-8s in stock, and they're to be sold the next day. But of course, Mac and I are both off the next day because, well, you know, Force Friday. We took it off for Force yep. Friday. And also, just to just remind people of the charge yeah. that was going on is we had seen, have we had a second trailer by that point? Have we even had yeah. a second? 
Yeah, we would have had, the, we had the, the trailer we had the, and the um, teaser. The Black Friday trailer. So you or, had the original, the breathing kind of with Finn popping up, right? That would have been the first one. Yep. That ends with the Falcon, you know, swooping, swooping around, around. Jakku. Yep. And then we would have had the second, what was it, a behind the scenes? That's right. Was that what it was? Yeah, because my memory's was at, a little um, foggy. It's also That was either here. at Celebration or like D23 or something was the, that we got a little more glimpse. But we, we were... We still didn't know what the plot was. I remember Definitely when they were doing the reveals because there was an ongoing like twenty uh, four hour stream or whatever. That yeah, was, that's like, right. Leading up to Force Friday, that was really before the Star Wars show got rolling. You had some of those uh, some of those same people who were involved were part of that toy launch, uh, and, and yeah, it was it was an event all over the world. A, yeah, because we we didn't know much about what was going on in the sequel trilogy. It was, just, it was like it was. A little micro version of 1999 where it was like, hey, guys, Star Wars is back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And people came out in force for it. Right? Oh, yeah. So it was uh, we were lined up outside of Toys R Us. It wasn't too warm, wasn't too cold. Thursday night. Uh, we realized very quickly that on Thursday night uh, where we live, no one wanted to deliver a pizza to us at Toys R Us at like 930. Which was disappointing. Yeah, it was a little disappointing. So uh, if you're ever in line at a Toys R Us and need to order a pizza, apparently after nine o'clock, you're out of luck. Also, if you're at a Toys R Us, you need to order a pizza there. You've got other problems because they're all closed. That's true. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I like to hang out at Toys R Us from time to time, even with it being closed. <laughs> just like hand, just on, hand on the window. Peer into the window. <laughs> just yeah. hand on the window. Look longingly. Uh, I bought a Zuvio right there. <laughs> okay, so we, we wait in line. By the time we're ready to open, you know, we've had lots of great conversations with people online, met some other collectors. Um, speculated and, wildly. And what would you say at that Toys R Us? We had at least like, what, 30, 40 Oh, people? I mean, that line wrapped the whole way around the front and around the side by the time the doors opened. So I would argue that there was well over 60, 75 okay. people there, I would Yeah, say. I can I believe mean, that. Because, I mean, we weren't looking back that much. Yeah, we, we since we, we were, were farther up in line, we didn't really take the time to go back and check it out. But there were a lot of people. There's a lot of people. And, there and, were a lot. And this is like my childhood, like uh, Toys R Us is where I went like to mm-hmm. get toys a lot. And the thing about it is like, it was a very mid eighties store. And so like, it was it's, small. Yeah. It's small. Yeah. So uh, there was one thing in particular, well, being a new star Wars toy launch for a new star Wars movie in an age where I actually had money to spend, you know, I was, I was able to buy things. So uh, getting ready for this force Friday, there was a lot I was after. I mean, I had already dropped, some money on a Sphero BB-8, and yeah. uh, no end was in sight even after that. So I was going in looking specifically for the five Black Series figures coming out that day. There was, if I remember correctly, Kylo Ren, Ray, a Stormtrooper, Chewbacca, Finn. Finn was the fifth. Mm-hmm. And that was what I went in wanting, and I was, I was like, well, I'm going to buy the three and three quarter figures. Might as well buy them all, right? I mean, they're there. And this so, is where you made me crestfallen realizing that the three and three quarters figures only had five points of articulation. Yeah, this was Max. Uh, I, was fully plan- I was fully I was fully planning on buying a whole bunch of them, and and just to understand, the last time I bought three and three quarter figures was back like during, uh, like the um, Force Unleashed uh, three pack. Yeah, and a couple things around there, and just going like, "Oh man, look at all the articulation in this. This thing's got like thirty points of articulation yeah. for such a small figure." And then I did not realize they had moved backwards. <laughs> and I ended up buying none. Well, arguably. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I get it, though. I get it, right? You're expecting, wow, toys should have come a long way since the last time I bought toys. Well, And the- they have. They've just also gro- <laughs> grown, so they're more expensive. And 
yeah, oil it. prices and yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. But I mean, I, I feel you. The last time I was buying figures before 2015 in any real capacity, I mean, at this point, I was collecting the Black, Black series. series. I had been collecting the, the six-inch Black Series since they had started. But... I had not bought five POA, or I, sorry, I should not have bought uh, three and three quarters since Attack of the Clones. Oh, okay. that was the last time. So the last figure I bought was Anakin with his arm was detachable from a magnet, and ah, uh, you know Django who was in an action pose and his you know grappling well, hook shot out. Just to state, I think that was the thing that confused me was it wasn't those. It was like they weren't posable. Yeah. And they also didn't have like toyetic features for kids. They're very much the vintage figures. They in were totally day. for hey. So were you born in nineteen? Were you around in the seventy seven? Or do you idolize people that were around during uh-huh. seventy seven? What if the figures were like that? Now, having said that, sure. Having sure. said that, there is something to be said for how great those sculpts were. Oh no, no, the the artisanship of these have definitely continued to go up. Yeah. I will give credit to that. And having them around at a lower price point compared to things like the Black Series, like the Vintage Collection, I really, really liked. Uh, you know, you can, I think the retail was seven ninety nine on those in the U.S. So, yeah. you know, maybe a little more than you want to spend on a fine POA figure. But still, compared to the nineteen ninety nine, eventually twenty two ninety nine of the Black Series, the Vintage Collection, or at the time as they were being called, yeah. the three and three quarter inch Black Series that were exclusive to Walmart, those were thirteen fourteen dollars. So they are they were less. Right? And I was absolutely the pad one. You were teaching me all the things that had changed in the time that I had been paying attention to toys, and you were really encouraging me, like, well, hey, the the customization, the like, the look, the feel. What do you want is Black Series, which is what I'm collecting you want that yes i mean that's exactly right right that's the idea of it the black series has moved into uh, i think arguably maybe the most popular you know i don't know what the numbers are i don't think hasbro releases any of that kind of information but i mean the vintage collection has only recently made a comeback and while i feel based on our experiences at later force fridays which we'll probably talk about here yeah. uh older collectors collectors who collected the you know the the True vintage figures, you know, the original lines, uh, prefer the vintage figures, while to me it seems like more modern or, shall we say, younger collectors from a different generation prefer the Black Series. And I think younger collectors realize that that's what it's for. The Black Series is for you're a toy collector. Like, it's for dioramas and having a wall of mint in box and stuff like that, whereas the vintage figures are... A nostalgia play, and you could totally collect them, but they're really to just continually re-up on that scale, that size, that vibe. Yeah, which I find interesting because if I, I'm not a uh, I'm not a big vintage collector, and when I say vintage in this case, I once again mean the original figures, not the vintage collection. But yeah, pre nineties. Yeah, if if I was a vintage collector. I would want those five POA figures. I would want those figures that look like they match, you know, scale to the same. Well, not only scaled because I mean, the the vintage collection is too, Mm. but, you know, the POA, like you were saying, you know, they, they just, they look more like, I mean, at the end of the day, they look more like statues. They look less like toys and more like statues. And, I, I find them really interesting. Like that Sarko Plank figure, you know, we make fun of it a lot, <laughs> Zuvio, but those are oh, really, extreme. really great looking figures. And, well, you know, I, 
to, I, I liked them. And to bring it back a little yeah. to our story, we didn't really know how good they looked because by the time we got in there, which we were like, what, again, three and four? Yeah, we were. Th- so we were the second group. The first group, you know, was also a, a, a couple like us. And basically, we were three and four to get in. We opened up the door and it was really weird right from the beginning. The Toys R Us lady was not very nice. Well, remember that? I, I, so, OK, yes. But as a person who's worked like midnight releases of movie theaters and uh-huh. other like launch events, I kind of go, look, every employee who works for you out on odd hours Underneath that smile is a, you're making me work ways I don't normally have to work. Sure, And either sure. you get energy from that, because some people enjoy, like, doing the weird novelty stuff. Yeah. But I think she was definitely of the, like, you know, pushing towards that uh, pension kind of, like, yeah. mentality of, like, There's no doubt midnight. about it. We picked uh, Kratankerous Toys R Us. <laughs> it's midnight. What the hell are you people doing yeah. here? They Jeffrey did the giraffe, was nowhere to be seen. They just wanted us to get in and get out. So they opened the doors right at midnight. Um, you know, we got to see them putting up the signs. Everybody was getting excited. We ended up uh, with one of the signs. Yeah, that's right. There's they a fairly threw... famous picture of me holding a sign. That's right. I have that somewhere here. We'll, we'll get that out. But basically, uh, they had all the signs saying, oh, come back on September 4th at 12.01 a.m. And they tore those down and replaced them with Force Friday toys are now here. Right. And threw it in the trash. And Mac took it. And do you still have it? Uh, I don't anymore. I had it for like a year or two afterwards. I should have kept that. Okay. The picture's priceless. The picture's good. The picture says a thousand Especially considering this is 2015. So this is the one year Mac has ever tried. Tried. Emphasis on tried. (laughs) Facial hair. Ah, yes. It is a great picture. We'll we'll make sure we uh, post all of these. I think Um, you should bring it back. But I think the thing about it is by the time we got to the toilet and we were being led, but just it started grouping and people started massing and by the time we got to toilet like, like people behind us had poured through the other toils to get to the other end of the end cap yeah. and like by the time we were looking at the figures we didn't have time to think they were already being loaded up yeah. by people into their it, arms it was literally a single aisle so there was there was you know no end cap there was no open space it was one tiny aisle with the star wars stuff well, the figure basically, the thing yeah, that one hallway was there for. of a, a 15 foot yeah. runner and uh, dual side, fa- like two facings. Yeah. And that minimal. And there was a little bit. Of, there was a little bit of end cap, I think. But it wasn't. But it wasn't. It wasn't for, the Hasbro stuff. It yeah, was it like was the pops. Yeah, it, w- it was the stuff that don't be wrong. Of course, everybody, you know, there are collectors for everything. But the majority of people who are generally early in line at those things are the people who want figures. the figures, people who want that kind of stuff. So we get there. I'm kind of very quickly grabbing one of each of all of the three and three quarter, throwing them into our basket and mm-hmm. realizing quickly that, wait a minute, they don't have any six inch black series at all at, at all. They literally either did not get a single case because the person who was in front of us didn't take them. He, you know, he said right from the beginning he wasn't collecting. Yeah, them. he was only there for, I think, force effect sabers and. Or yeah. Black Series Sabres, as they Yeah, were he wanted called, to get but, Kylo Ren's Black yeah. Series Saber, and he was a vintage, um, not a vintage, but I mean, he was a three and three quarter collector. Yeah. So, you know, we weren't worried about it. We were pretty sure we were going to be able to get them. And that was, like I said, the thing I really wanted. And, you know, we got there and none. So either an employee kept them, you know, bought them beforehand. Which is possible. Which is definitely possible. Or they just simply didn't get a box. So, you know, we bought, 
however many dollars worth of figures we bought and yeah. headed on up to another Toys R Us about well, 15 miles away. Yeah, and the ultimate thing about it was I just left it empty-handed because by that point oh, yeah. I had soured on three and three quarters and buying any yeah. of them. Mac was. And I look, and so I spent most of my time, once I got helped you get what you needed to yeah. get, it was me just going around of like, oh, look, they got like, is this a Nerf laser tag set? Is this Star Wars based? No. How about this? It's like, oh, look, they have those air hogs and one's a Millennium Falcon. That's neat. <laughs> you didn't buy the air hog. No, I was just no. looking at I, I already did. bought a BB-8. And to be honest, by yeah, the time I bought BB-8, I was just kind of like, how much money do I really want to spend on the rest of this day? Yeah, those Firo BB-8s, 149 bones. I'm not going to lie. I got $149 worth of entertainment yeah. out, of, out of it, especially after I chased or had cats chase it. But yeah. um. It's definitely like, I don't want to say a regretted purchase, but it was like, it was a novelty for the time. And then in hindsight, I'm like, I don't really need that on my shelf. I don't really need. I really like it. You know, I get that. It only was a little bit of a regret to me when a year or two later, Sphero came out with R2s. Yeah. That were really darn cool. And if I could trade my BB-8 for one of those R2s, and don't get me wrong, I love BB-8. It's a more impressive little toy the bb-8 is but that r2 was cool i'm not gonna lie i probably didn't think it was worth 49 dollars until it was like a couple months later they added that patch where it could watch the movies with you and bb-8 reacts to the movies great have they ever gone in and added all the other ones initially they only had the force awakens rogue one and a new hope sphero is kind of out of that business at the moment so i'm gonna have to check and find out uh, so so we decided, hey, you know what? A town <laughs> over, there is another Toys R Us, which is a modern, like, flagshipy one. Yeah. It was much, much larger. Where we should have gone from the beginning. Well, but the thing is, we <laughs> thought that people were going to crush that one because it's in a more um, affluent and populated area. So we yeah. figured, like, oh, well, you know what? All the hardcore collectors will probably pick everything clean. It's 9 o'clock, and we had to go to work. So by That's the time true. we're done, we're like... It probably won't make sense. We can get into this line much earlier and we'll probably have better pickings because we'll be earlier and we'll, you know, we'll have first choice of everything. Exactly what we thought. But we're like, okay, well, okay, it's, it's what, 1218 now because we're already (laughs) through and done and it's not even 20 minutes. We're like, let's go and do it. Yeah. So we see what happens. So we make like, we did also, I just want to add in real quick. We did get a Kylo Ren poster. Oh yeah. Remember they had some giveaways and we also got that little stormtrooper Lego. I do remember that. that. Had just it's basically a flat brick. You you know Lego better. You could explain it better. Yeah, um, they were uh, Lego. The one incentive that they had going on was, um, yeah, it was they, a little uh, Chonsky for a better term. Like, yeah, it's just a little kicker. Yeah. Just a little neat thing. There was a couple of them had depending a on location. First order stormtrooper on it. Uh, a yeah. little gray brick and yeah and as far as i know there was a couple other ones out there like if you went to an official lego store there was something different and uh toys r us had all stormtroopers but other I stores think had so. different. okay gotcha okay i'm i'm not gonna go too much on a limb because i'm not remembering perfectly but yeah because i remember there was i'm pretty sure there's at least more than one cool um okay so we so we jet down to uh the toys r us at the other location yep. and again giant glass walls and like there's just much more impressive everything is built like maybe 10 years before this like it was a 2000 it's much more impressive yeah we go in there and we see like there's not really a line okay okay it's like what is 12 like you know 36 or whatever are they even still open but we look in and we can see that there are people moving about and 
Jeffrey the giraffe. Yes, who's walking around greeting people, making yeah. the giraffe noises giraffe makes, which is silence. And it was great um, because we walked in and we saw him there. Yeah. But then we missed our opportunity. We didn't get a picture with him. Well, you know, what were we thinking? we've learned. We've learned. We've gotten pictures with them since. We'll so come to that. So we go over to where their Star Wars section is. And their Ugh. Star Wars section is a section of the store. It's like two giant, um, like, 30-foot facings all facing in with a hallway cut out. So it goes to two more aisles. And then in the center, they have, like, an entire row filling the middle of, like, eight-foot facings. Mm-hmm. And also end cap setups. And, like, they're selling, like... All the toys. They also have all the variations. They have the lightsabers out. They have a yeah. section for Black Series. They have a section for the classic figures. They have a section for the air hogs, barbecue tongs. They <laughs> like they had I think everything Toys R Us could justify selling through their channel. Yeah. Star Wars related for Force Fridays. Toy and toy adjacent. They had it. Well, I always use the Darth Vader bar- barbecue tongs as a joke, but I look at that of like, yeah, they were into the Force Fridays because, I mean, in 2015, it wasn't it wasn't 1999, but like if it could put a Star Wars on it and sell, they mm-hmm. were making it. Mm-hmm. So you had like, you know, the Death Star waffle makers yep. and you had the Darth Vader toasters. Yeah, yep. And you had um, mugs and T-shirts and yeah. other stuff that, again, yeah. you wouldn't necessarily see in a Toys R Us, but they were full of it. Oh, um, plush BB-8s and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, you didn't see a lot of plush. Ah, we'll come back to that. And okay. they yeah. also had um, the Legos, which the yeah. other Toys R Us didn't have much. And as far as I know, when oh. I went back to look at the Legos, they were pretty much gone. There's a I handful of extra about ones. That. Yeah. Well, that's because we both beeline for the Hasbro aisle. Yeah. And in the other Toys R Us, the Legos were literally on the other side of the store. Whereas this one was smart. And even though Legos don't normally live next to the action figures, they put them next to the action figures for Force Fridays. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're there like 45 minutes into this. And there's still stuff. Yeah, it was shocking. So they were sold out of Black Series. I was not able to grab any Black Series there. But they did have some of the vehicles. So Ray's Speeder, which I was very much after. Mm -hmm. Uh, Still love that design. So have that. I have a picture of me here holding it. Uh, (laughs) And apparently, either one of two things happened. And my memory is a little foggy. Okay. So what I'm guessing happened was we were at the first Toys R Us. I had probably... Well, I had one of all of the three and three quarter figures in my basket, yeah. and I probably decided that, you know what, this is silly. I don't need all of these and put some of them back. Because, that sounds right. Because later here at Toys R Us, I am holding them all in my hands again. I'm sorry. At the second Toys R Us, I am holding well, them all in my hands. So I must have bought more. Well, the one thing <laughs> I the think, second to Toys be blunt, the one thing I think you, you're forgetting was fuzzy was you were very dejected. I was disappointed. You were fairly dejected by the first Toys R Us experience, and I think you ended up buying less because you're like, "Am I?" Because I think you were going, "I'm just buying these because I can't get the Black Series. I don't want to do that." And then when you get to Toys R Us, you're like, "I still can't get the Black Series, but I will buy these now because I'm so much happier." Yeah, I'm so much happier. It was just the employees were so much more interested in being there. The giraffe, Jeffrey. (laughs) It was brightly lit. And I know that sounds silly, but it felt so much more like a fun experience. I agree. Um, And it was just everyone was happy to be there. Other collectors were happy to be there. It was great. And so after we left that Toys R Us, 
Mac, I think, did you buy some Lego? Um, I did. You bought the Pose X-Wing um, that I regret not I'm, buying to this day? Uh, I am pretty sure that at that point I bought... Yeah, I think it was I think it was a post Halloween bought... X Wing because a yeah. the Halloween X Wing is awesome, but it, it was also because awesome. I really wanted a Lego BB eight. I was pretty in, I was pretty down for BB eight. Yeah, though I'm trying to remember. Uh, well, actually, I don't have it in my picture of my haul, so maybe I didn't. But I think I I think we I weren't did. as good at taking Here's my pictures thing. that first year. We so weren't we're so excited, which is really odd because I've lived my life through a viewfinder and somehow I still screwed that up. Um, but the Let's put it this way. If I didn't, I think I definitely got it that weekend, even if I didn't necessarily get it that night. Okay. And it might have been just because I didn't want to haul around that all night. I don't remember. Well, the nice thing about Lego is or I bought you it don't have to worry about it not being there. Yeah, because Lego is, yeah, Lego only has one problem, which is all of their stuff is limited edition in the sense that they do discontinue models all the time. But other than that, like, they care about distribution channels and making their customer happy. Yeah, I mean, Hasbro you, could learn something. If you want a Lego set, other than, you know, convention exclusives and whatnot, if there is a set you want, you have basically a full year, typically, sometimes more, to buy it. That sounds about right. I mean, realistically, that's the best part about Lego. Yeah, the only outliers are like right now, right now in 2019, if you want that friend set. You're murdering people for it, but eventually. Really? But eventually, right? That's the thing. Yeah, they they That's will probably the keep producing it because of demand, unless their contracts with NBC don't well, allow sure, them to. Sure. But okay. Okay. So, so we left Toys R Us. Yes. Right, and we go to the Walmart, which yes. is next door. Basically, we walked. So we go to the Walmart, and I finally found my first Black Series Chewbacca. That sounds um, right. Yep. Not. The best one to find, definitely the least in demand, for the simple fact that we had recently gotten a Chewbacca not long before that in the Black Series. Right. This one had a different mouse sculpt. Um, one was screaming. One had a closed mouth. I can't remember which is which at this point. But basically, a figure we already had with a different head. So, not the best find, but yeah, I got it. Uh, Mac bought a couple of shirts, if I remember correctly, right? You bought that yeah. green Boba Fett shirt. I bought that green Boba Fett shirt and a BB-8 astromech droid shirt. And I was very happy yeah. because the way they did it was back towards their electronic session. They just put a temporary, like, I mean, what was mm -hmm. it? It was like 45 feet of just, like, two either side of just, here's our Star Wars crap, just buy it. And then there was a handful of stuff in the toy aisle, which is, I think, where you found the Black Series, because I don't know... If people were smart enough to go check the toy aisle as well. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Because they had all those big standees in the middle. Uh, it was great. I mean, it even Walmart still had items left compared to that first Toys R Us. You know, in this point, we're an hour in. It's 1 a.m. Oh. They had free cookies, too. Remember? Free cookies. Yeah, they did. And they were. that was yeah, nice. It was nice. I forgot. When I was at Toys R Us, I, know my, I remember what I bought at Toys oh, R Us. Oh, tell us. Because I thought it was Lego, and I'm like, no, you know what? I think I bought Lego online because I was like, I just don't need to fight. I have a Lego VIP. I can just do that. I gotcha. Uh, I bought some of the um, Star Wars Infinity. The Star Wars Infinity? Oh, Or the Disney Infinity. Disney oh, Infinity, the, that's right. the game. I, I collected and... Um, basically have a complete set now of, right. of infinity which was hilarious because i didn't buy the game for like another year but but they were cool um i really like those statuettes and yeah. so i got like uh, it looks like i've got uh kylo ren ray and sabine i got nice. that night based on the picture i have nice remember when some of those like boba fett were incredibly hard to find yes and now they're 
nowhere anymore. Oh no, actually they're starting to become hard to find again oh, because the market is starting to get through the drain of like liquidated inventory uh, and we're back to all the collectors ended up with them. So uh-huh. now it's only in collectors hands. And it's really funny is the game as far as I know stopped working like this this yeah, fall. I think it's dead, right? Pretty much. So okay, so Mac buys his uh Star Wars in action game figures. figures. Yep. Uh, I finally find a black series. And at this point, we're kind of like, well, let's go to Denny's. Yeah, we, let's eat a we never got that pizza at the Toys R Us. So yeah, we were, we're a little hungry. I was hungry. I yeah. remember being being very specifically like, well, we'll get off at work at nine. We'll go to Toys R Us. We'll get some food. It'll be fine. And not thinking like, oh, it's Friday. No, it's actually Thursday. Nowhere's open till 10 or 11. It, they close at nine. We're not that close to a yeah. college. Town. So we go to Denny's. We eat a burger way too late. And by this point, it's about 2.30. Sitting at the table, I ordered a couple of the figures I had wanted on Amazon. I was just kind of like, eh. I gave up. Whatever. I think that's that's when I bought the Legos. I think when you were buying those online, I'm like, well, I should buy something. (laughs) I'm nothing if not an enabler. So, uh, you know, we're sitting there. We're talking. We finish. It's probably close to, what, 3 a.m. at this point, maybe, by the time it's all sudden done, 2.30. Right. And then there's this little (laughs) seed in your head of like, you know, the targets aren't open yet. They might have black series. Yeah. I'm like, Didn't so you buy targets? all of them? I'm like, uh, some of them are really marked up. <laughs> yeah. So not I really wanted that Kylo Ren black series. That was yes. the one I wanted the most, right? Um I was enamored from Kylo pretty much from the word go, mm-hmm. right? From that first teaser trailer. Uh so I really wanted that one. Amazon, you know, it was already like marked up fifty percent. So I'm like, eh, you know, I can wait. Um at this point, black series still weren't what they are now. Yeah. where some of the prices have really kind of exploded. Um, you know, luckily I was I've bought every single one of them at list. I've never really had to pay markup other than convention exclusives. So, you know, I wasn't really looking to do that at the time. Uh, so it's like, well, Mac, we only have five hours till Target opens. You know, want to come back to my place and hang out for a little bit. And then there's we'll, that uh, Shrews is in uh, yeah, uh, so, documentary I keep telling you about. Let's watch that. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know, Mac, let's just go hang out. We'll watch some Star Wars or something. And we'll go out in a couple hours and go wait in line at a Target. So Mac, luckily enough, did not live very far away, you know, so we just kind of yeah. went Crushed. to my place and. Hung out. I think we def. I know I nodded off for at least a well, few minutes. Well, I think we watched that there. in Plastic Galaxy, and it was just one of those things oh, of like watched I watched both. most of that. I forgot about that. So if you don't know, Plastic Galaxy is a, uh, a Star Wars toy documentary. You we watched that that night. I'm pretty sure. I don't remember that. I remember. I think you nodded off because again, that wasn't new content for you. So I think it was easy to uh, sleep through that part. Okay. Okay. So we definitely watched. If you're unfamiliar, the Drew Struzan documentary, which is called "The Man Behind the Poster." Yeah. It's a 2013 documentary, and it's fantastic. And if you're not sure who Drew Struzan is, well, you should definitely check it out because he has done uh, most of the movie posters <sighs> you grew up on. I want to say the best Star Wars work ever. I know a lot of people would probably disagree with that but i mean some of his stuff i mean he's done more eu book covers he's done so many different movie posters and well, movie the point variants is, whenever you see kind of the photorealistic floating heads on a movie poster yeah. he basically invented that yeah and he has done so much more than star wars so star wars aside definitely worth checking out it's a great documentary but then mac is saying we also I watched we plastic did. galaxy and I unless don't, the timeline doesn't work I out, think but I you s- might be thinking of something else because 
I don't remember that being out. Oh, it did come out in 2014, so maybe we did. I think we did because I think maybe that's what ca- I think that's what started it was it, we were, we were going to watch. Well, the point is we watched some documentaries and slept <laughs> through parts of them. We did. So eventually, about 5 a.m. hits, and we head over to Target. Uh, do you know what time we left for Target, Mac? I have I have some pictures. Let here me that check by journal. Um, All right, so I have a picture of us sitting in the car at Target at 7.16 a.m. Yes. So maybe it wasn't quite... 5.35 a.m. Still up. We are trying to hit up the Target at 8. <laughs> okay. So we we get to the Target. We, uh, we're the only ones there. I mean, I think by the time they opened, there were like five or six other people we there. Were, but... We were sitting... You and I were both sitting in the car. I apparently have a picture of us yawning. Yep. And just saying, just waiting it out. 7.16 a.m. Yep. That, okay, that's the same one I have. So, we're basically, other cars start to pull up about 20 minutes. They're like, well, let's go get in line. So, it was great. I mean, they had, you know, cutouts in the windows, you know, stickers on the windows. They had some cardboard cutouts in the entranceway. So, it really felt like a little bit of an event, even though we were quite tired. Yeah. Uh, and luckily, I had done some scouting and knew that they had set up a Star Wars section in the back of the store, away from the toy aisle in the home and gardens there section. There was a special, like... Yeah. Where, like, most Targets now have sort of, like, a rotating section yeah. that becomes, like, the Halloween section, then becomes the Christmas section, then becomes the, the barbecue, barbecue section. section. Yeah. Yeah. So, basically, uh, I make a break for that. Mac heads to the toy aisle. And, luckily, we were able to get everything we needed, I think. I mean, we got every Black Series figure. You know, they had a couple of each. Um, we got some great pictures of Mac in an X-wing helmet. Yeah, they had this. Uh, they had this um, standee that's like Poe inside the X-wing. Yeah, and the way they had it was there's a clear piece like where his face would be, so you can kind of just hover behind it and take a picture as uh-huh. if you're wearing the helmet and in the cockpit. And you look great, Mac. Uh, yeah, especially with that scraggly, horrible beard. You're I right. Love it. I think you should bring him back. I, so, mm-hmm. so uh, after that, you know, we finally we finally got everything we wanted, and I think we called it a day. I think we both went to bed. Yeah, because being the biggest thing was you got all your black series. Like, I did. I found them out. all. I canceled my Amazon order for some of them, bought them all there, and uh, took and that's where I got my first them. black order series ever. Because you had, I said, uh, you're like, are you sure you don't want any of these black series? Because like I know, just like feeling the line, I know no one's gonna go there. I'm gonna get the first dibs. I'm like. Well, if they got that first order stormtrooper, he looks pretty good. I'll uh, go for uh, that. And I still have it. It's one of my do. four figures. You're, you know what, though? Your Black Series collection grows by the Force Friday. Every- <laughs> it, does. it does. It does. So so we called it a night, and we had a really good haul. And like I said, I think the most a, important takeaway yeah. from this was just how excited we were about the sequel trilogy and just all this this just giant injection of new Star Wars. We were finally, because of the toys, getting a good look at some of yeah. these characters. We were getting a good look at, like, hey, Poe's X-Wing. Did you see that the wings are actually, like, broken in a way that we didn't... You couldn't tell exactly from, like, them streaking across the lake because of all that mist. You didn't really notice how different the wings yeah. were. And, and you know, oh, my gosh, these are... these. You know, we turned that BB-8 sphere on, like, oh, my God, these are the noises that BB-8 makes because yeah. we had hardly heard any of the Well, that's trailers. right. I mean, some of, like, the 12-inch dolls that made sound, oh, yeah. for example. That's right? how we found Finn had an American accent. People were breaking down all of that stuff early on, and it was all due to the toy releases. I mean, that's one of the biggest reasons why the toys are the big start to the marketing now 
every year is because, well, they give away a lot or at least hinted a lot. Yeah. And your brain's opening up to the fact of like, you know, uh, Lego uh, Snowtrooper uh, speeder. And it's like, apparently there's a snow planet because we have snowtroopers and they need a speeder on there that will, unbeknownst to us, be edited out of the film. <laughs> so all things considered, Mac, do you think Force Friday 2015 was a success? It was great. Okay. So it was a success, a success for us. Yes. Was it a success for Disney, for Lucasfilm, for Hasbro, and all the other companies that make this stuff? I mean, as far as I know, because again, they were more modest than they were in 99. They weren't putting Star Wars on absolutely everything. So They tried, but not uh, everything. Well, I mean, <laughs> but they put it on stuff that would sell. They put yeah. it on things that were products that like you could understand why someone would buy that. And they were smart about not every single thing that was released as part of that was tied to the new stuff. Yeah. Like I said, Darth Vader barbecue tongs, they don't appear in Force Awakens, you know. Yeah, you're right. They cut that scene of Hux barbecuing out on uh, the First Order base, right? Right, yeah. No, what you don't know is right after they blow the Ossian system, they party. Yeah. They've been waiting for that for a Short while. Short ribs. Okay. Short <laughs> so, basically, uh, I, you know, Force Friday has some great memories for us. I, yeah. I really uh, had a great time. I think it was the perfect reintroduction to... Star Wars, totally. you know, for for the masses. Um, luckily, we were in a spot where we weren't really coming back to the fandom. We were, you know, still pretty active Star Wars fans doing a lot of stuff. But oh, it yeah. definitely felt like it, you know, gave you that little extra for, shot of adrenaline having this for new everybody. stuff. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm watching Clone Wars and, you know, and I was in theaters in 2008 for the last theatrical release of Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars, the Clone Wars was stinky. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, familiar. it wasn't it wasn't nearly as much of a drought, but it still felt just so fantastic to start knowing the new actors and actresses yeah. and the new characters and yeah. starting to imagine what Sarko Plank and Zuvio were going to do. Yeah, in the they're going to be big. They're going to be huge. They're going to be huge. And what we did not know is Zuvio would be the ultimate peg warmer because for the next couple of weeks when we tried to go and find other things from Star Wars, well, you'd always find Zuvio and unfortunately a number of rays because of a, you know, inherent biases of boys toys, not wanting girl toys. Huh. Well, um, like, it's kind of funny because yeah. I don't think I ever have seen since that day toy shelves as stocked like ever again. Yeah, I mean, definitely for Star Wars, you're, I don't think you're wrong. I mean, that was the biggest push we'll maybe ever see for Star Wars merchandising again, because what could be bigger? I mean, I well, guess, and I, you know, I, and the other thing is, I just don't think you'll ever see because of the death of toy stores and the death of the toy market. Yeah. Like, I mean, I collect other action figures because I collect uh, Transformers to this day. Mm -hmm. I buy Transformers a handful every year. Um, and... I've just never seen Toy Isles stocked and excited since 2015 was just, oh my gosh, this is how toys were when I was a kid or how yeah. I perceived toys as a kid. And it's never been that way again and may never be that way ever again. Well, here's to hoping, right? You know, yeah. I mean, things could change. Uh, in 2015, I would not have said that in three years, Toys R Us will be out of business. But oh my God, here no. we are, right? In the U.S., we have totally. no more Toys R Us. We've only got a couple around the world. And we lost FAO Shorts was also having big launches in New York. Yeah. Um, so things could change. I'm not, you know, ready to drive the stake in just yet. But, but 
This wasn't the last time we stood in front of a Toys R Us for a Force Friday. But no. That, but it was the last time where we wouldn't be first. And it's also the last time we would not go to the cantankerous one. We'd just go to the right one. That's, that's a right. story for another time. Beautiful. Right? Yeah. Right. Let's just go tell that story. Let's talk about it. <laughs> this is our chance to make a real difference. Are you with me? I couldn't face myself if I gave up now. None of us could. We'll take the next chance. And the next. You're all rebels, aren't you? Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Rated PG-13. All right. So now we find ourselves a year older, a year wise... We've so, seen The Force Awakens. We had seen The Force Awakens. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because as we descend in September of 2016, which was, uh, what, the 29th and 30th? Yeah, so the 29th would have been Thursday. Rogue Friday took place on September 30th, 2016. We're in this amazingly impossible situation where we have seen a new Star Wars film seven plus times. Very excited In theaters. It. We'd already, well, by then, I think, was the was the DVD out oh, by yeah. then? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we'd watched a lot of that Star Wars, and we were getting ready to get ready for another Star Wars film. Two years in a row? It's impossible. What? And not only that, because we're utterly spoiled, Toys R Us and other participating retailers were having Force Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Not Force Friday, Mac. Oh, Rogue Rogue Friday. Friday. So, you know, uh, it started out... By buying a new Nissan Rogue, so I dropped thirty grand on that because I wanted to have a Star Wars car, the special edition. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'm just kidding. But we did meet huh. someone with a Rogue One Nissan. We Rogue, did. Which we'll talk about. We totally in a minute, did. Right? Yes, yes. So basically, this time we were not fooling around. We were first. Uh, I got in line at about eight p.m. <laughs> because I wanted to make sure it was pouring down rain. It was, it was raining very cats cold. And dogs that night. Um, we had. I had this tiny little pink umbrella. That I had in my car that uh, <laughs> belonged did. to my, uh, well, at the time, I guess, girlfriend, right? Maybe we were engaged. Maybe fiance. I don't, know. Been, yeah, I don't my know. My now wife uh, had left wife. Uh, or had given me this little pink umbrella uh, that I don't remember what. I, I Maybe it was raining on the way to work one day. I don't know. But anyway, I had this great little pink umbrella that, like, I'm a pretty big guy. You like, are. me alone, I did not fit under the umbrella. So like, No, it it's, w- it's perfect. If you've ever seen Harry Potter and Hagrid, who hides his wand inside like a pink umbrella, that's basically Ross. That's He's basically giant, what it half looks giant, like. Yeah. giant of a man with yeah. this only barely adequately sized pink umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> so it was basically, I had a lawn chair. I had my iPad that I was trying to play games on, but like... It was this weird, like, okay, I'm trying to hold the umbrella with one hand, right. deciding, do I want to keep my front or my back dry? Because I couldn't keep both dry, <laughs> right? Um, because there was no overhang. There was nowhere to stay dry at this Toys R Us. Yeah, because it's just like a glass front, so there's no yeah. awnings or anything. Yeah, they didn't open it up and let us sit in the the entranceway, the vestibule. So, yeah. basically, we're getting wet. And so, like, I have this, like, my weatherproof jacket on. I have pants you know, I have my iPad like shoved under my jacket between that and my shirt mm-hmm. because trying to keep it dry. And it is cold. Like it is not just wet. It is cold. And I think it was mostly I, because it, it was we mostly wet. the wet. It was yeah. like like it was probably about like 
52 degrees. Yeah, like, it wasn't, it wasn't like, bitter cold, but it, the rain was just leaching yeah, when, it right when out of us. your shirt is wet yep. and your socks are wet and your shoes are wet, uh, not pleasant. So I waited in line for about four hours to get into this stupid Toys R Us. And uh, I showed up, uh, pretty, what was it, about like, like 9.30, 10? I would say it was right after they closed. So you I were say, there for a good I, chunk of time. Because I left, uh, I, I had work that day. You were working. Because um, I had taken the next day off. Mac and requesting off for Force Fridays is a it's whole a problem. thing. It's um, a whole thing. So I got done at 9 and I just jet right down yeah. there. And again, I was there 90 minutes after you'd already it started wasn't, being yeah, there. You weren't there that I late. spend the majority of the time hanging out with yeah, you. You were still in line. second in line, I believe. Or no, I wait, be- was that the year that there was one other person? I think there was. There, there was, was one so, between us because I just kept going like, hey. And you're like, hey. It was the only year where we were concerned about people there ahead of us like it was the one time where i wasn't there unreasonably early right which is normally what ends up happening and it happening and we'll talk about that more but um but yeah but we're, we're out first, there and in, first is what matters indeed and it was bitterly cold and we're we're trying to figure out because again rogue one didn't have nearly as much of a charge as far as the merchandise they weren't doing like live streams talking about all the toys yeah. they did some of that but like we were i guess I think there was a little bit more mystery about exactly what was going to be in there when we got there. Yeah, we knew. So, I mean, I knew going in there were five Black Series figures. There was uh, there was Cassian. Yeah. There was Jin. Yep. There was K2. Yeah. There was a Death Trooper, which seemed to be the big draw. Oh, yeah. Because that was on all the marketing. That was the thing. Yeah. And then there was the one that uh, that I was really after, which was the Unmasked Kylo Ren. Oh. So up until this point, you know, we had seen the end of The Force Awakens, but we had not yet gotten an unmasked Kylo figure in the Six Inch Black series. Right. So that was coming out on Rogue Friday, too. So, I mean, I wanted them all. I ended up getting them all. But that was the one I was after the most. You know, I, I loved Kylo from the minute, you know, the marketing started. Loved him even more after I saw TFA. And that was the figure I was after, especially because for 2015, now this wasn't a part of the actual Force Friday launch, if I remember correctly, it came after. But Kmart, remember Kmart? Yeah. Had an exclusive, two exclusives. Kylo Starkiller Base and Rey Starkiller Base. Mm-hmm. And they came with these sort of snowy, icy bases. The Kylo yeah, figure they have was a little really like cool. diorama piece like. Yeah. The Kylo figure was cool because it had snow on his the bottom of his cape and his boots. So it was definitely yeah. stylized. But the thing about it was it was a mask Kylo. You know, they couldn't give away that part of the movie being that his mask would be off. If you remember, in none of the yes. marketing, none of the toys, did we know his mask was coming off in the movie? No, because it was such a surprising thing in that interrogation scene where he just takes it off and, like, yeah. basically spends a good chunk of the movie from there on out not wearing it and almost all of Last Jedi not wearing it. Yeah. So it was a surprise, right? And so, you know, Kmart had these figures, but. Beyond that, we didn't have an unmasked Kylo yet, and even that one, like I said, wasn't. So we had gotten a couple of Kylo, but this was the first unmasked, and that was the one I was after. Beyond that, there was one other thing I was there to buy, and that was the Episode Six Luke Skywalker. At the time, it was called Black Series Lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Remember that one, Mac? Yeah, yeah. Right, so that yeah. beautiful green blade. I knew that was going to be out. And I was after that. So we're in line. Mac, what else? And I remember the big thing. The biggest thing I remember about this is also I was in it to win it because at this point I had fully rekindled my love of Lego. And after like regretting not buying as deeply 
in like um because just looking at the pictures from this apparently i did not buy the halloween x-wing back at the last force friday i knew i owned it but i couldn't remember how um that's because i bought it on this day because i went all in on lego so you bought the halloween x-wing on rogue friday not I, the force friday I, so i did both again of us were proving that you just try and buy a hasbro figure a year after its initial release you just try <laughs> well there'll either be a ton of them on the pegs or they will have never existed at retail at all that's how hasbro works i assume uh yeah that sounds about right okay um so for me the big thing was uh the thing i was in it to win it the thing i absolutely was not going to leave was by the time we were getting to the ramp to Rogue One, I had fallen in love with a new character, and I knew it was my favorite character that was going to be in that film, and I was beyond excited to purchase merchandise related to it. And that was, of course, the U-Wing. The U-Wing. See, for a second there, I thought you were going to say K2SO. No. But the U-Wing. The U-Wing. Mac loves. I love the, the U-Wing. U-wing. <laughs> um. It's mostly because I, I just I think it's a very cool design. I think it's very in line with like the original Ralph McQuarrie like classic trilogy stuff. Right. Um, it's Didn't got he the cool. Sketch it? Didn't he, I, I think it's based he, he, on a ship he sketched. Yeah. yeah, it's based on on a sketch. But I don't like I don't know if it had the S foils. I think that's something that they embellished. I think it just had the swept forward wings. Yeah. Um, and like it has S foils, and it also fills something that by the time we got to the end of the prequels, it like the rebellion needs, which is a troop transport. Yeah. Like, um, we, we need the, the, you know, Huey helicopter of Vietnam for this part of the star Wars universe, because it's just such a classic piece of war stories now. Um, and that's what the U wing fulfilled. And there was a Lego version of it. And that was the thing I was going to absolutely leave the store for. So I, this was the year I'm like, you're on your own for the block series. I'm headed right for Lego. Yeah. (laughs) And you got it right. Oh, easily, because Lego had great stock. Um, so the doors opened yeah. right at midnight, right? Anything else interesting in the line? I don't remember. Oh, the one other thing about the line, line well, no, I guess it's when we got in. So we got in. We got a freebie. We got a freebie, not a poster and a Lego, a Funko shirt, a Rogue One, one. shirt handed to us by Jeffrey the, the freaking giraffe. giraffe. How cool is that? It was awesome. Jeffrey handed me a free Star Wars t-shirt. I was all about it. We were pumped. High five that giraffe, and we kept right on moving. Now, this was the year where also, the Star Wars... to take a picture with him. <laughs> Still didn't get a picture with Jeffrey. Uh, we'll go to Toys R Us next year, right? Uh. Uh, okay, so this was the year where Star Wars was spread out a little bit in two areas. This time, as Max said, we went straight for the real big Toys R Us, yep. where we knew we would probably be successful first in line. So we're ready to roll. Yep. Star Wars is split up between two sections. I wasn't prepared for this. I had gone in. I had, you know, kind of checked it out before they closed just to kind of see where they had torn down. So they had a bunch of Star Wars stuff in the front. And then they also had a bunch of Star Wars stuff in the toy section. Same right. layout as before. So I would venture to say they had even more, more merchandise stuff. this time. Still had the 5 POA 3 and 3 quarters. Still had all the Funko and all the other stuff that goes with it. But... We were very, uh, very lucky this time. They had everything we were looking for. Yep. Uh, I would say it was not my biggest Force Friday from no, a I'm pretty sure standpoint. The, the, the fun, like, right home about it was I spent more money than you did, I think, this Force yeah, Friday. Yeah, because you had the Legos. I really just bought, I think, five Black Series figures, and I bought that lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And I think that was it. 
And I hadn't bought into any of the characters of Rogue One yet because, like, I was at this point at apex levels annoyed with The Force Awakens and Rogue One of, like, hey, it's got Star Wars. I'm like, cool, what's the plot? You don't need to know the plot. Just It's Star Wars. Just come see it. I'm like, I would like to know the plot. Yeah, and I, and I get that. I think there's something to be said in collecting for not buying things until you've met the characters. I mean, right. Zuvio. Um, y- you yeah. know, I, I think yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I also completely understand the people who want to have the merchandise day one. Sure. I mean, I, I you know, I think both sides are reasonable. So whatever well, kind I of think the one side are, makes the other side unreasonable. The people who want it day one, I appreciate. But then my problem is, and then there should be enough time to restock it. So then when I see the movie, I can go by product of the characters I like. Yeah, they're... Which, that's could, a whole different yeah, thing. We could fish. spend a lot of time but, ranting about stock but and say, inventory levels. Did you have any problems product. getting... I'm sorry. Did you get any? Did you have any problems getting any of your figures? You pretty much got them. No, that first. that from what I remember, that day was smooth as butter. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, I ended up with like five gins by the time the whole Rogue One product marketing was over, <laughs> because like you had the Kmart exclusive gin where she was wearing the Edu breath mask and the hat. Yeah, and then you had um, the Comic Con exclusive gin that was the same gin but just in a different box, and then you had the gin that came in the three pack with the Cassian and the brown jacket and the Death Trooper with like one extra accessory. It was seventy dollars <laughs> in a Target exclusive. You seem so, a little salty. Was this well, a, the I just, height of I, Black I bought series? a lot of gins, and Rogue One turned out to be my least favorite Star Wars movie. Now that's nothing against it. I still love it. Uh, it's still a or great Jin. movie. She's, she's but, a good character somewhere in there. The trailers made her cooler than she yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we're talking about buying things right now, right? So, so we, so yeah. So like again, we, we were. I think by this point, even a year later, I think the Black Series were ramping into what your what your current like fight with them is, which is repackaged, remixed uh, accessory, like stretching that yeah. line out. There was a time. When the Black Series didn't feel like it does now. It doesn't feel like an online-only toy. It right. didn't feel like a... You could walk into the store and find some. You could walk into some. the store and find it, right? Like, I remember buying uh, R2-D2 and Darth Maul and Pilot Luke and the Sand Trooper. You know, that whole first wave. I bought them off the shelf at that same Toys R Us at list price. And now here we are, three, four, five years later, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. And these same figures, you know, Anakin, which was less than a year old at the time, was going for like 50 bucks. Now it yeah. goes for like 100 Well, it might have come down since they re-released it. But, you know, the point it's being... Just getting non- it's it's it, becoming these collector items. Right. It went from toys you could buy on the shelf, which is what I love so much about it. Here yeah. I am at an age where I have money to spend on Star Wars toys. I see these awesome figures that are like everything I dreamed about as a kid. If you want a figure from this movie, you can get it. If you want a figure from this movie, you can get it. Here was this great wave with this great detail, these great accessories, and in my mind, a reasonable price point. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, even though at the time Rogue Friday was seriously successful for Black Series, I do think that is where you start to see some of the shift. It started falling apart in the approach they've taken over the years. But yeah, it was a successful. We didn't go anywhere else. And I remember. And just to say my haul was I found my U-Wing. You got your U-Wing. Yeah. But I also bought Poe's Halloween X-Wing. The Lego. The Lego version. I also bought the Lego version of the TIE Striker. Oh, yeah. And they also because they always release like classic stuff. I also Mm -hmm. got the uh, carbon freezing chamber. Oh, that's a good one. I bought that one too eventually. I didn't buy it that day, but. Um, that is a very good one. And then I have my gen- my uh, Rogue One Pop uh, T-shirt. So, oh yeah, my wife wears that one now. It's a little too snug on me. <laughs> a little too short. It'd be more like a like a cutoff. 
Um, and then I don't know what you did, but I went home and built all three of those sets over the next like 24 hours. I feel like the next day, my timeline could be wrong here, but I feel like I spent a lot of time running to Kmart's looking for that exclusive gin figure. Oh, if I remember correctly, I, I don't remember that. if that was that if or if that didn't come out until a little bit later in the marketing push. But I feel like I remember going to a lot of stores the next day looking for something else. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing I could think of in my mind that I would have been after. So yeah. anyway, interesting. Um, I thought the uh, specifically for Rogue One, you know, one thing we didn't talk about uh, with the 2015 Force Friday is the packaging. You know, the, mm-hmm. the packaging for 2015 had Kylo Ren very prominent. And whereas the packaging for 2016, Rogue Friday had the Death Trooper very prominent. It went from this kind of bright red, orange, blue, and black to sort of a blue and green and black, just kind of like subtle, duller look. Yeah. And I thought the packages, you know, were less exciting for Rogue Friday. I didn't think okay. seeing them on the shelf was as visually appealing well and i think they were marketing the death trooper because it's the closest to a darth vader they had sure and especially after rogue one you're like wow the death troopers are just like a piece of scenery they really don't do anything you'd already seen in the trailer every cool thing they were going to do yeah they've made them better since uh waffle uh but basically death troopers are just you know elite stormtroopers they're the I don't know, would you call them the Navy SEALs? I mean, they're the... So the funny thing is, it, it depends on who you ask, because we're yeah. making more and more and more elite. This is the elite of the elite of the elite. I just saw them as, like, I saw them as um, yeah, Secret the time, Service. We didn't know. At the time, <laughs> I thought they were Secret Service, that they were around Krennic because Krennic needed a personal guard. Yeah. Like, if you weren't the Emperor, your guys get to wear red. So if you don't have red guards, you have these guys. I gotcha, I gotcha. And I mean, to an extent, that is what they are. But basically, uh, Rogue Friday, I think a success, uh, you know, a little bit later in the month. So we were a little bit closer to a new Star Wars movie. So the hype was just that much more All pumped up. up. You know, we were riding that high from The Force Awakens. And... Uh, you know, it was it was another great day. I don't, it, and that's the thing about all these Force Fridays, these Rogue Fridays, all of it. I don't think any of it we could walk away and say, "Oh, that wasn't fun." Correct. You know, I don't think we have any regrets. So, any feelings of remorse we might have towards those, the, you know, those big spend days. Uh, oh yeah, we still had a great time. Oh yeah, totally. Right. And and again, we would have another great time soon. Let's talk about it. It's the middle of the night. This is not a movie theater. It's a Toys R Us where Star Wars fans wait in line for hours to be first to get their hands on items from the next movie in the popular series. We've done it, you know, every year for the past three years and just uh, well, just a fun time, you know, get out and do something a little different. Inside, volunteers from the store staff make certain everything is ready for the big release. Even Jeffrey the Giraffe has a lightsaber. It's been fantastic. We've had over uh, 50 people in line, and uh, they're all excited. Kind of disappointed we didn't have anybody dressed up this year, but uh, the excitement and the energy that people have is just phenomenal. For the items, there was a little bit of everything for everyone. They're pretty adorable. They're stuffed figures. Uh, my friend here, who's the first in line, got tons and tons of figures here. Um, pretty much everything he wanted. Uh, I'm picking up some Legos. So, really good haul. Really good haul. No complaints here. They were missing a few things that I wanted to get. Uh, must just not have gotten them in, but overall, pretty happy with it. Can't complain too much, you know? 
know, be, there's tomorrow. Hit a few more places, right? Now they can resume the countdown until the movie release of The Last Jedi on December 15th. All right. It was time for a sequel. <gasps> it was time for us to have Force Fridays 2. For two years we had waited. For two years we had waited. Why haven't we gotten a Luke figure? What would oh. Luke and Ray do in that island? Oh, that's right. How will Kylo respond to the destruction of Starkiller Base? Will his scar be in the same place or will it be moved? We didn't know. All well, of these questions would be we, answered we, in we, toys. We, we'd seen the trailer that Scar had been moved. <laughs> and people were salty. And I was, I didn't care that much, but I was a little bit like, well, you, the Scar's where it is. Just leave it there. <laughs> uh, still one of the weirdest things to me about The Last Jedi. But let's move on <laughs> to the toys. So Force Friday 2, uh, we had a very different experience this time around. Mac, if I remember correctly, requested the right day off. He did. So not only was Mac there from the beginning, but we had three other friends joining us that day. We did. Force Friday 2 became an event. And I'm not going to say that none of them were Star Wars fans besides us, because uh, they, 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 they very much are. And I, I would never say Matt is not a Star Wars fan. He's been a Star Wars fan longer or just as long as we have. So there's no doubt about that. But... We were definitely the ones there to buy. Let me rephrase that. I was the one there to buy stuff. And everyone right. else was there kind of hanger-ons. Yeah, to have fun, right? So And we did. We did have fun. First in line, uh, we went and got some dinner beforehand, right? Ate some pizza, ate some uh, some items. And we came super prepared with lawn chairs and umbrellas. Yes. We it wasn't had, supposed to rain, but I still had umbrellas. We were prepared. So uh, I, being the nervous uh, person that I am, we were sitting in the restaurant. It was like 7.30. We had plenty of time. And I'm like, I, guys, I got to go get in line. I can't wait. Just, just I can't pay. not be first. Yeah. Like, we, we finished. Like, in, we were at a oh, restaurant yeah. that was right around the corner from the Toys R Us. So it wasn't like we had a long way to go. Um, yeah, I have it at 6.35. Packing up dinner. Ross is already heading out. <laughs> oh, my God. It was that early? Yeah. You let me get in line at like 7 p.m. You got in line around 7. Okay. So I was not going to be <laughs> I was not going to be denied first in line. We have not we were not first that very first year and every year I got a little more maniacal about not being first. So I I was there. <laughs> I was ready. I was like, "Guys, just just pay for me. Come meet me in line. That's exactly It'll what be fine. I'll give you the money. We'll be fine." So I jumped in my car and I ran over to the Toys R Us and of course, one was there. Uh, so yeah. I pull out my lawn chair and I'm just sitting right by the door. And of course, you know, people are coming and going. <laughs> and just, just regular like, customers. You're like the old man on the porch is going like, oh, welcome to Toys R Us. Toys are on there. <laughs> it felt very weird, but like, I didn't know what else to do. And I wanted to go in. I wanted to check it out. I wanted to ask a manager, you know, where he wanted the line to be and uh, all that. But you and, wanted to wait for us to be there. But so I you needed someone else spot to hold my spot in line, right? So I'm sitting there in line for about... I mean, it felt like a while because, you know, I think you guys ate. You took your time. We just finished up eating paid and paying. Waitress, so yeah. I think you got there about seven. I think we were there maybe 25, 30 minutes it, it later. It felt longer to me, but it wasn't a long time, you know, because I'm like, where yeah. are they? 
don't they want to be here and be sitting here silently with me? What if someone else comes in and cuts in front of them? Yeah, how are I'm we not gonna, moving. I'm not. I'm not losing my spot. So we, uh, everybody arrived. The Nintendo Switch had just come out at the time. Yeah. So we had uh, four Joy Cons and a little Switch on a table, well, and we, we were playing Mario Kart. Well, yeah, we had a table. We had two oh, two of them, right. so we were doing split that's screen. Right. So we had that's four right. people playing across two Switches. And you're like, this is what the Switch was all about. This is what they were saying when they made those marketing videos. Yeah. I mean, we played it for like two hours. We did. We had a lot of fun. And you know, one thing about this Force Friday is it was the biggest line I think we've ever seen. By far. It was massive. I mean, I think over 100 people. I think easily. Yeah. And, you know, you do feel kind of bad because you know once you get through like those first 10 or 15 that there's probably not going to (laughs) be, there's probably not going to be much left over for them, you know. Um, But anyway, we, we were in line. We had a great time. You know, we played Mario Kart. We, uh, I don't know if you remember, we attempted to play multiplayer Monopoly on our phones, but for whatever reason, we could not figure that out. Uh, even in 2017, uh, Monopoly on mobile was not quite uh, apparently capable. By the way, just to let you know, definitely over 100 because I'm looking at a picture that was at uh, 11, and I can count there's about, I have a picture of a praying mantis because I found one while I was out there. Oh, cool, but cool. I was putting <laughs> some stuff back in the car. That's right. Um, and there's at least like 60 people by the time it was yeah. 11. Yeah. And if you've never been to a Force Friday uh, midnight launch before, most people tend to show up in the last 40, 30 minutes. You and know, he, most yeah. people are not in line at seven. Are not crazy people. Yeah. Uh, though I do remember we had to go in like shifts because I remember going to the Walmart because we were just a checking to see what their stock was going to be because Walmart was literally like three stores down in yeah. the same strip mall. Yeah. And at some point I needed gloves. It was my cold. hands were ice. Yeah. Remember, we were looking for like hot drinks and stuff. And yeah. Well, we also had to use the bathroom <laughs> for five hours. Oh, that's the other reason we we're doing shifts. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so we definitely spent some time walking down to Walmart. Um, it it was a fun. We got interviewed on the news. That was that? so amazing. I, I always forget about that until a year comes, you know, and I look oh, at the yeah. pictures. But basically, local news showed up around 1030 and uh, asked us if we could be interviewed since we were first in line. Um, Mac made me do it. Oh, yeah. Well, I said, like, Ross, <laughs> they want to talk to you. You're the psychopath they want to talk to. They want to know from why are you here? I want you to explain to them why you've been here for five hours. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I was. I was. I. Uh, it was cute. It, I, you know, I was wearing my uh, my rebel helm or my rebel hat. I was uh, ready to spend some money on Star Wars toys, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't. We need to actually find a clip of that. I don't think I did such a good job. I was kind of nervous, but we definitely need to find a clip of that. But there well, we definitely made pictures. it awkward because it was definitely like, a, did anyone want to talk about Star Wars fan? And like everyone but you took a step back, kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely. I was kind of voluntold to do it. But by the, the reason, rest of my friends. But the reason yeah. was because, as you mentioned earlier yeah. in this segment. You were all in for this one, and we were sort of hanging out with you. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. So, I mean, it made sense, but it's just not my... I don't... That, that kind of thing seems to happen to me. Like, one time I was in my car, just sitting in construction traffic, and a news reporter knocked on my window and said, hey, can we interview you uh, about this construction? <laughs> Literally. And you're like, like uh... uh... So, like, things like this just seem to happen. I don't know. But anyway, so we're in this line. I'm talking to our local news channel, I guess, about this and whatever. It's fine. It's five minutes and it's over. And then we're just getting ready because it's like 1140 at this point. We're ready to get in there. 
We get in. Did they do a giveaway? I feel like there was something. I feel like it was a poster, um, but for the life of me, I can't remember what it is. Let me check my pictures. I remember the big thing was it was not only Jeffrey, but it was also uh, Darth Vader. That's right. We did. I think we finally got pictures with Jeffrey that year. Uh, I have pictures of Jeffrey. I don't know okay. if. Okay. Um, Maybe we didn't. We should. I don't. Have. I don't see the glory shot that we should have gotten. Let's put it that so way. So the first I think it's just because we're going to get the toys. Like Jeffrey, you're a giraffe. Awesome. I will circle back to. And then no, we never circle back. Yeah, we never circled back. That's our fault. So we uh, this year for the last Jedi, the marketing was a little different. Red and white and very vibrant. And then you had the three main characters. Was the was the mm-hmm. icon was Ray, Finn, and Poe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. All in all, uh, really different vibe, really different feel for Star Wars toys, and I was definitely into it. Yep. So for The Last Jedi, we were after a lot of stuff. I remember the one thing I really wanted, and it, it, it kind of ended up being a little bit of an impulse buy, but not really, is they had released as one of the first Lego sets the First Order Star Destroyer. Yes. Which I think was the biggest set i think it was about 170 dollars i think it was the biggest non-collector series yeah i think the atat that was the next big so i think it was the largest set which is weird because i don't typically buy large legos but it came with a snoke it It was the first time we would see snoke outside of hologram form and i'll tell you what i loved building that star destroyer Mm -hmm. i loved having a snoke minifig i think it's a cool set but it's not the Star Destroyer Snoke's on in the movie, and that's really annoying for me. Yeah, it's and very... And still to this day kind of frustrates me a little bit. Yeah, it's a finalizer-class Star Destroyer, like the ones in um, Force Awakens. Yeah, so, you know, why not just... It's kind of ironic when you think about it. Like, when we see the movie, like, I think at the beginning of the movie, Hux is on a finalizer, and that's about the only time we see one, because... The two stars of that are, you know, the supremacy, the giant hyper one, the Snoke's capital ship. Yeah. And also the dreadnought. And this was neither one of those. It was, right? So, you know, anyway, I bought a Lego set. It's fine. And then I was there. I bought a couple three and three quarter. At this point, I had basically gotten to the point where I collect Kylo and Vader. Mm -hmm. So every time there's a Kylo or Vader three and three quarter, I tend to buy it. Um. But obviously the Black Series, you know, is kind of what I was there for again. Now, we were at a weird time for Black Series. And this is kind of my other, I I feel like it's been kind of rectified now a little bit. We'll talk more about that. But I would say that Rogue One to The Last Jedi to Solo is a low point in the Black Series collecting. They're making some really cool stuff, but distribution, like, there are so many waves of these figures from around this time that I've literally never seen on a store shelf ever. Mm. But yet I've seen them pop up at discount stores and I've seen them pop up on Amazon and I've seen them pop up on online retailers. So it's not that they're not out there, but they just literally are never on a shelf. And why can I not just walk into a store and buy a toy? And the answer is because someone already came in and bought all those toys. And, and I get it right in a collector's space. It's understandable, but like, I should be able at any point to walk into a store and say, hey, my child would like a Luke Skywalker. My child would like an R2-D2. My child would like a Ray. And I should just be able to buy well, those. Like, those should be there. Uh, just for listeners, there's a great YouTube channel called Toy Galaxy that does a lot of great art, like, thought pieces around mm-hmm. just toys, not only in nostalgia, but just in general. And he's one, and it's called um, 
uh, basically is the action figure mar market um, going to survive? And it basically talks about how collectors and the over, um, what'd you say? The over servicing of the collector's market by the companies that make toys have made it basically a completely unsustainable business that has to exist only online through eBay, mm -hmm. through scalpers, because they've just designed it so that it's not for kids anymore. And since right. all the toys are designed for not kids, the collectors never passed them over. Like I think of like attack of the clones and like, there was all kinds of bad figures that had weird gimmicks and arms were stuck in one position. So they yeah. had force push action and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, and that's the way it should be. And collectors were still buying them then because those were the toys and they wanted to collect right. the toys, but the toys were designed for kids first, which means there wasn't as much pressure. People were a little mm -hmm. more choosy about mm -hmm. like, if I'm not a hardcore collector, I don't like that figure. I'm not going to buy that. It's got too much toy crap for kids. Right. And I go, which is what toys are for. Right. And so, like, while the Black Series being run out is, is like, a little more understandable because it's always been for collectors, mm -hmm. it's the fact that, like, you can go into a toy aisle now and the majority of any major toy brand has been clicked be, cl picked clean. Mm -hmm. By people who are looking for the ones rare in the case and then reselling them online. And, and, and it, yeah. it's fine having a rare figure. It's fine having to work to get something. But what's kind of annoying is, okay, I end up giving people other than Hasbro my money for these. Well, right? If, like I'm giving these people who are buying these toys and reselling them. I'm giving these I'm giving this money to other people. Why do you not just want to make enough so I can pay you for it and give you the money? And I that's think, what I don't and, understand. And I would say that I think the reality of that and what really is making it that way is the toy market is shrinking. So mm -hmm. Hasbro can't make a whole bunch of peg warmers because mm -hmm. they literally don't have the business flexibility to do some of that now. Sure. And then two, I think the problem isn't so much Hasbro. We can we can go to con exclusives and that's yeah. a whole different matter yeah, as far and as I'm Matt not cares talking about, about exclusives but, because that's a whole other thing. But I think it's the internet has mm -hmm. basically ruined this because if someone in Boise, Idaho finds the figure you want, you can buy it from him directly. Yeah. Like the fact that the entire marketplace can network. Right. All the work that Hasbro does to evenly distribute this stuff. Right. It can ruin that. And, and of course there are it's benefits just, it's too, to that. It's right? too, it's too organized. What I mean by that is that's why they always get bought. Cause someone will just go buy everything. They'll see if it sells online. And if it doesn't, then they'll just eventually price it down to list and they still didn't go out on anything, right. Right? right? It's very rare that there are enough figures in the channel that someone who's not trying to redistribute it to some place where they didn't get that figure can't... Like, Black Series, it's going to be very rare to see anyone selling them below list. They just don't have to. Well, but here's the thing about that now. Okay. Now we're at a point where I can go on Amazon and I can buy... Padme for 15 instead of 20. I can buy Mace for 18 instead of 20. Well, and that's because right? I can buy these figures now and but that's it's, partially because you've got Amazon which has the same distribution advantage of the internet right. of they could have that a warehouse anywhere in the country and get it to you. Right, 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 right. So, I guess what I <laughs> what I want to close on there specifically is this was the first year where it really felt like a pain in the butt to buy stuff. Yeah. Like there were there were struggles before. Like I spent six hours driving around looking for an Ahsoka, which came out shortly before this. You know, I, I spent tons and of let's time. also be honest, this yeah. is also your like peak of like 
the fever to get all yeah. of the black series. Yeah. You, you're a little more calm now. Yeah, I still buy them all. I just am fine waiting a little bit. I don't need to have them. There's first. not as much panic. Yeah. So, and, and also, just to uh, put some more positivity back in this, um, was I have a great picture of an entire wall of Lego because they had all the Lego stuff because yeah, yeah. Lego was distributed perfectly fine. Even though, ironically, I don't think I bought anything. I, was, I think I had the... Um, I think I had a BB-8 in my hands, but I don't think I actually ended up walking out with it. The only stuff that I really bought that year, the only thing I really walked away with was the all-important Porg and Mm Porg-related merchandise. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of Porg-related merchandise. Oh, there was so much Porg. And And we were already, mostly because of your energy, we were already shills for Porgs. I knew from the minute I saw the Porg (laughs) that I had developed a lifelong love affair. (laughs) <laughs> that the Porgs would be everything I've ever wanted the Ewoks to I be. I saw it across the toy line, and I knew. The, the Porgs, from the minute that Porg, uh, you know, we see it on the kind of the dash of the Falcon, doing its fluttering as Chewie knocks it off the dash, and mm-hmm. then I think maybe one teaser TV commercial later, we see it fall into the window of the Falcon. Like, so dumb. But so I dumb. loved it. I loved everything about it. And boy, were there porgs to be had, but not enough. There were plush porgs. So of I was going to say, sizes. I bought the large plush porg, which was probably about mm-hmm. a 10 inch tall mm-hmm. porg. And then mm-hmm. I bought the other one that's the exact same critter, but it was like a four inch size. Yeah. Palm of your hand. Yeah. So uh, I had those two. And then I think the only other stuff I bought is I bought the, I don't even know if it was new at the time. It might not have been, but it was the, um, the Darth Vader lego scene where he's getting masked mm-hmm. for the first time mm-hmm. i bought that one, yeah. and then i weirdly this is maybe the only time i've ever bought pop figures but i bought um i bought bb8 yeah and i bought evil bb8 which i want to say oh, is bb90 90 i couldn't remember his name because i remember originally his name was going to be h8 for hate yeah. and then they bb8 the, yeah and yeah. then they said let's not do that and i was like and then I was like, yeah, E9. But I have those I have those two pop figures. Every other pop figure I've ever owned has been given to me or I got for free through some reward program. Yeah. So you just lucked out. Yeah. It was you know, it was the year that I mean, I know I spent the most because remember uh-huh. that news crew came back over to us and was like, yep. Hey, can we see what you bought? And you were like, I I guess. With a little yeah. bit of shame. Yeah, definitely. Because I was gonna say, I ended up on that same broadcast too, mm-hmm. because I was holding the porg and I was mm-hmm. they they wanted to be they're like, Hey, you're just standing around not buying stuff. Could you talk to us with all the madness going on behind you? I'm like, sure. <laughs> yeah. Remember my wife saw it and was like, So I saw Mac on the news saying you bought a ton of stuff, huh? that's right that's right i felt so bad uh that was yeah i was like no i didn't spend that much no Mm. no the the reality was you did because you needed a cart yeah (laughs) i did i did it was well that's because you were you were the height of your your you you had bought a lego set which was outside your thing because you like legos but you you very are price sensitive about them, which yeah. is understandable. Which, don't wrong. I feel like Legos, you get every penny. I feel like you get the value. I, you know, it's but, just but a matter of Legos what have a big yeah. buy-in. Yeah. They are they they are a higher end toy. Yeah, you were into pops because you got a bunch of pops. I got that the pork pop. Right. I got the chewy holding a pork pop, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I bought the Kylox. I know I wanted that, so I, I know I got at least those three. And you're funny with your black series on top of all that. Now here's the thing about the black series. 
this was the first year where they were going to have supposedly more than one line of Black Series available. So most of the time, every Force Friday up until this point, it was five figures. It was one wave, as we would normally say. Yeah. This year was different. So this year, they released a Ray. They released a Kylo. Mm-hmm. They released finally a Jedi Master Luke. So as we've been waiting at the end for. of Episode Seven, yeah. They released a Thrawn. Yep. They released a regular OT Stormtrooper in the new packaging. Mm-hmm. They released a Maz. They released a Praetorian Guard. And they released a Finn in his First Order disguise. So I'm sure you can remember that. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So all of these figures were supposedly out there. But at our Toys R Us, first in line, I was only able to grab a Maz and a Finn. Yeah. And maybe wasn't a Kylo. There, was it wasn't there wasn't there like a two pack or something you also got? Well, and that was the other thing. There were exclusives abound. Yeah. So not only did they take that Luke, that Kylo, and that Ray and sell them individually, but they also took them and made them slightly better and sold them as deluxe figures for ten dollars more. Now yeah. I'm a big fan of deluxe figures. I am more than happy to pay an extra couple of dollars for a better version or a version that comes with more accessories or whatever. Yeah. I'm fine with that. But they took the Luke and they gave him a metal die cast robot hand instead of a plastic one. They made him look better. Mm -hmm. And they gave him a nice little Act 2 base that stacks great with Porgs. So you can put your Porgs all around your Luke. They also gave you a Ray... With a crate base, so it was like a red and white base with like an right. engine sticking out of the ground, and they gave you a Kylo with a Snoke's throne room base, so it was basically the floor of Snoke's oh, okay. throne room. And then they also GameStop, this wasn't out yet for Force Friday, this came a little bit later, but GameStop had an exclusive Snoke that was in his mm. throne, and if you took the Kylo and the Snoke and took the floor and the throne, they kind of fit together. Very much like those Kmart exclusive bases did back for 2015. And was it? I know you didn't buy it that night, but was did this was this when they brought the Tie Fighter out? That's a great question. I feel like the Tie Fighter was I before say, this. I, I swear you had some bigger. Th did they make a land speeder or something? Like, oh, did they... that was 2017. Oh, okay. You're right. Okay. I was that. That's another reason why this was such a big year for. Because I just remember us. you having like a Black yeah. Series figure and I'm going like, that's huge. I'm like, it's a vehicle. I'm like, they're making vehicles now? I forgot. So for those of you who don't know, this, this what I'm about to say, was not a Force Friday purchase. But there is a six-inch scale. So if yeah. you don't, you're not familiar, regular Star Wars figures, the ones you're probably thinking of in your head, are three and three-quarter inch. Meaning the average figure is three and three-quarter inch. And if you have a Vader or a Chewie, they're a little bit taller. If you have an R2 or something, a Jawa, they're a little bit smaller. But they're all to that scale. Well, six-inch figures, same thing, but close to double the size. So they made a TIE Fighter, and this would have been for The Force Awakens, Mac, thinking back on it, because yeah. it was a Special Forces First Order TIE Fighter. Remember, yep. you had the red and all that, the yeah, thing we see on Jakku. Yeah, it's, it's, so, it's, it's a TIE FO. If you're not familiar, this thing is huge. And so this is a ship that is big enough to fit two TIE Fighter pilots in in the six-inch scale. So or or Poe and Finn. Yes, or Poe and a Finn. So this thing... Oh, my God. I need to do that. So this thing <laughs> is massive, okay? The biggest thing I've ever seen. I mean, bigger than 
anything to come before in the three and three quarter line. Uh, and now they had stopped. They also made a uh, speeder bike, you know, a scout trooper and speeder bike combo before this. But that was even before that. They had made a Luke with Wampa and a Han with Tauntaun. So we had gotten some sort of deluxe sets. But this mm-hmm. was the first big vehicle. And then for 2017, Force Friday 2, to bring it back around, they made a Ray with her speeder, which that design, I, I just have to say, I love it. I still love it. Yeah. And they made a Luke with his land speeder as well. And so we were definitely after those. Uh I know I got the Ray, and I think I held off on the Luke, but ended up buying it at Walmart about 20 minutes later, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Um, but it was a great day. It was definitely the biggest Force Friday I've ever had, even though I didn't get all the Black Series I wanted. Yep. I did end up getting them really quickly, like that night or that next day, Amazon, Target, Walmart, you know, went around. Uh, for Force Friday, I've learned to take more than one day off and to spend some time shopping. So it was a pretty successful Force Friday, all things considered. Uh yeah, probably the one I have the best memories of, even though in some ways it was the oh, most frustrating. Well, I think it was fun. I think we had a lot of fun at the event because yeah. we had a whole crew of people. We had been playing Mario Kart. We had been just kind of enjoying each other coming, getting hyped up. Yeah. And the stock was good for what it was. Yes. Like, uh, I, I feel that that was, I said in 2015, like, I've never seen it as that full. And, like, they didn't have barbecue tongs and as much of that stuff. But... <laughs> The, the shelves were stocked with product. Maybe it wasn't always the product you wanted, but like it just, the, the store felt full. Right. Totally. Which was um, just great. And you know what? Once again, I just want to give another shout out to that Toys R Us. Great staff, great energy. They're closed now, Lots but we fun. liked you. Yeah, 10 out of 10. And we got reviews. We miss you. And, we, and we're on the news, which is hilarious. Oddly enough, yes. Uh, so, Mac, anything else to say about 2017's Force Friday? Well, the funniest thing about it is there was a different fandom I was getting really into that, like, I know I bought more the next day. Um, but that's because there wasn't any physical location for me to really go, which was I was getting really into Star Wars Armada at the time. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think they had been releasing. Um, I don't think it was Force Force Awakens, but I think by then they had had basically this new wave where they were releasing more resistance and first mm-hmm. order stuff. And I got a U-Wing. Yeah, I remember I really the, U-wing, the U-Wing. Yeah. As you know, <laughs> um, but it was, it was just a blast. And unfortunately, it would be the last time we'd be able to do any event like that in front of Toys R Us because they would be closing yeah. about six to eight months later. Wow. Yeah. It's weird to think that it's been that long already. But yeah, it, yeah, that, that it was a dead man walking. It would be closed yeah. by the end of that next summer. Well, those memories live on Toys R Us, baby. 2017 was a good time for Star Wars toys. But that's not where our story ends, because there's one more Force Friday to talk about, and that's the one that happened oh so recently. All right, let's move on and talk about it. Star Wars, the Force Awakens toys and action figures are here. Cool! Are you ready to bring the adventure of the Star Wars universe into your home? The Force is with us. And us. Yeah, us too. (laughs) New action figures and playsets for ages six and up. Way up. Battle the evil Kylo Ren. I'm gonna get you in my lightsaber. Or leave it in the box. Stormtroopers attack. Or leave them in the box and never touch them. All your favorite Star Wars heroes and villains. I have Rey and Finn. I have three of each. One to display, one to open, and one just in case. Why? 
non-stop Star Wars action, like Chewbacca with clip-on forest armor. Time to suit up. Or just look at him. Radical. You control the force. You control the action. They don't fight like that. Yeah, just like Doug Vader. Doug Vader? The power's in your hands. Does your wife like toys, too? them all and the fun never stops. Awesome! Star Wars The Force Awakens action figures, each sold separately for children and adult collectors. Star Wars! And may the Force be with you! So Mac, mm -hmm. at this point we had been through three Force Fridays together. We had. What would you say if I told you that Disney and Lucasfilm would take three Force Fridays and merge them into one? Well, I mean, that makes sense. So that's going to be the solo one they missed, right? <laughs> yes. Quadruple Force Friday with <laughs> Solo, the Mandalorian. But let's just take a second. <laughs> Toys R Us has had clothes all around our area. Yeah. And as far as I know, that's a big reason why in May of 2018, we did not have any Force no. Friday type event was because. Well, also remember, it would have been like February if the pattern had stuck. And that's not a great time to be outside. Uh, well, just the point was, it was weird. 2018, we yeah. didn't have one of those. Yeah, it just it came with a whimper. Um, I and don't even remember. I mean, I know I bought stuff at a store, but I think I just went online because I, there was no event. There well, was nothing to go to. Well, I was going to say, like I said, the, the Toys R Us was, were, I know by March of that year, the one we started in 2015, that one had already closed because uh -huh. I, I went there I think it was the last weekend it was open because, again, I had a lot of memories of that store and was very weird out of like, toy yeah. stores are dying. Is this how Liberty dies to thunderous applause? No one was applauding. Well, maybe when that bad Toys R Us closed, but not the good one. Well, I think people were applauding in the bankruptcy like law <laughs> division. <laughs> okay. So, Triple Force Friday. Triple Force Friday. 2019, uh, as Triple it's Force back. Friday was marketed. It's back, baby, better than ever. And, you know, I do like it that technically, because that Rogue One was Rogue Friday, that not only is this Triple Force Friday, but it is the third Force Friday. You know what? Yeah, why isn't this not Force Fridays 3? Now that I think about it, because, like, then you could call it triple i know now i, I know. realize i forgot that force fridays was marked two because it was yeah. yeah force friday two for the last jedi so for those of you who might not know force friday three or triple force friday 2019 is celebrating the release of three lines not only the merchandise for the rise of skywalker the upcoming mm -hmm. film yep but also the merchandise for the mandalorian yeah the first live action star wars tv show premiering oh, november 12 2019 so uh, and finally, the merchandise for Jedi Fallen Order, Order, which is a new uh, first-person Star Wars action game, video game, coming out here in uh, November as well, about three or four days after The Mandalorian. Yeah. So, merchandise for three movies. Now, we were excited, of course, you know. Um, we took some time off to talk and to buy Star Wars stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, now... This time, though, without Toys R Us, there weren't a whole lot of midnight openings. So Mac and I had the bright idea, instead of doing a midnight, you know, trying to go find a Walmart that was going to open, no Disney stores near us were opening, no Targets were opening at midnight, um, we decided to do an early morning for yes. Friday, right? So, you know, I said, Mac, how early is too early? Do you just want to get in line at midnight at the Target and wait eight hours? 
And of course, Mac rolled his eyes and goes, no. Well, because we were also talking about, we knew that the only places around us that were doing midnights were going to be, we we assumed the Walmarts because they had done it all the previous years. And most Walmarts are open at midnight anyway. Right. And we knew the targets were going to open with some fanfare because we knew there were some exclusives and stuff going around. Yeah. Um, And then the other part of it was we had checked in with, uh, not very close, but a little bit way south from us, there's a Disney store. Mm-hmm. And we found out they were not opening at midnight. <laughs> so like, if the Disney oh. store is not opening, who is, right? What's right. the point? So at that point, we decided that, you know what, let's just do an early morning Force Friday. We're off, right? Yep. It'll be fun. <laughs> and then Mac comes to find out what? So the big thing for me was I had realized I had requested the wrong day off. Yeah. I requested the Saturday following Force Fridays, forgetting that Force Fridays is technically Thursday night into Friday morning, not Friday itself. Yeah, not a midnight Friday launch, right? But a uh, midnight Thursday launch. So, so I, I'm there with you in the morning, and I'm like, and I have work at 10. Yeah. So we we only had a couple hours to make Force Friday happen. Uh, our plan was to record an episode from the Force Friday line. We were ready to interview people. Our our microphones were there. We were all set up. And uh, there wasn't many other people there when we arrived yeah. at, I'm sorry, what, fo- well, 4.30? So, I was, so Mac and I had plans. I wanted to first get in line at midnight. Mac said no. Then I said, well, <laughs> let's get in line at like 3, 4 a.m., something like that. And Mac said no. And I said, okay, how about 5 a.m.? And Three I said, hours before they open. Three hours is pretty much our standard. Yeah. I think if we go three hours before, we will definitely be first in line. And and there was a thought that since all these targets were opening at their normal store hours, that just it would be distributed more. Yes. Like we weren't expecting to be as busy as like three targets within 10 miles from us. Right. So we expected that it would not be as popping. So if we Mm -hmm. take the 120 people who are excited to go to the Toys R Us in the last Force Friday and spread that across, you know. 30 stores, we're like expecting like, ah, there's going to be like 30 people here. Yeah, like, nothing It won't crazy. be as crazy, so right. we probably don't need to go as early. Right. But in my mind, I'm thinking, well, you know, the last Jedi toy launch was was pretty big. And if you've been listening to this, notice a pattern of, hey, we have plenty of time. Yeah, but I need to get over there. <laughs> uh-huh. So I'm like, you know what? I, I set my alarm for 4 a.m. Um, I was wearing my watch so, you know, it wouldn't be too loud and wake my wife up. And it's just a nice little vibration woke me right up. Went downstairs, fed the cats, hopped in the shower, and was at the target line by about 4.31 a.m. Saying, ah, Mac will get here soon. It'll be fine. You know, we'll go get some breakfast. One of us will sit here. It'll be fine. Get there a little early. Yeah. So 4.30 a.m. was way too early to be a target. No one was there. Yep. Um, Around 5.30, I think it was, the first car pulled in. Uh, turns out just an employee. Uh, and all of the cars that followed for a long, long time. Mac arrived. Mac arrived at. I actually have a little time. Stamp I think it's about. Four, so I almost always wake up before my alarms. Like I hardly ever hear my alarms. So I mm-hmm. think I woke up about four forty-five, and I was just bleary-eyed. Uh-huh. And I went into the shower, and I'm getting like cleaned up, and I'm like, "Oh, I can just stay here for a while. This is nice." <laughs> um, but eventually sort of pulling myself together. And then I totally d- misunderestimated like how long it was going to take to get me from where I was. Cause I wasn't staying at my house that night. How long it was going to take me to get to that target. Yeah. And so like, I'm getting there and I'm like, Oh crap, I'm going to be late. Um, 
I better go get some freaking five hour energy because there's no way I'm going to get through this and a day of work. Yeah. And so I'm like, hey, I'm going to go to the sheets. Do you want anything? Uh huh. So Mac all coyly like, yeah, I'm not late. I'm just stopping to get breakfast. Right. Right. So it was I'm perfect. playing you with breakfast uh-huh, uh-huh. for the fact it, I left you out in the cold for like half an hour more than I planned. So it worked out fine. So basically 430 I get there. Yeah. At 619 Mac uh comes with the breakfast, right? And so we have a nice little time and we're going to start doing a little recording, but about 10 minutes after we uh you know we Mac gets there, the uh the construction starts. Yes. So no one else in line Still just Mac and I. With uh, our lawn chairs. With our lawn chairs. Uh, At this point, a bunch of Target employees have looked at us weird as they've entered to start setting up for the day. Uh, One very nice man came out and said, hey, are you guys here for Star Wars or Magic? Uh, Apparently, (laughs) that is the level we have... uh, Stoop two is uh I, I just I yeah. thought that was so hilarious that yeah. like I'm like wow it could be something else that's so, rad so like there are gonna be other people here lined up for magic cards turns out that didn't happen but basically uh, no, it did not so that is the level of excitement that the target employees had they said well it's either Star Wars or magic one of those well, nerd things yeah because uh Throne of uh Eldraine uh which is their like uh, it's like a fably based. I'm, I'm not really into to magic, but yeah. I've been to magic pre-releases in the younger age, and I was just like, "Oh my god, I so want them to be here. I want it to be you, me, and like six kids who are all getting mo- magic booster packs." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I didn't buy any magic cards. I don't think you did either. I, right? I did not. So uh, about seven thirty hits, half an hour before they open, and one other very nice gentleman shows up. <laughs> In the line. And so we're talking to him a little bit. And he goes, yeah, I was at Walmart last night. And I was at uh, this one Walmart. And it turns out that only like three Walmarts were doing midnight releases. So, so- just to, to frame, <laughs> there are Walmarts that are open at midnight that they- just aren't stocking the products. Yeah, yeah. Basically, he was told, well, yeah, the, the toy manager gets here at 7 and he'll see to putting it out. And once he checks it in inventory, we'll start cutting open the boxes and then we'll start fronting it. And I'm yeah. like... Did you not hear the memo that Hasbro and Disney gave you about, like, this is a thing? Yeah. And what's so weird is that same Walmart had participated three years, years in a row yeah. for Force Friday. But anyway, this poor guy is like, so he hightailed it over to another Walmart. He said there were maybe 20 people there or so. and you know, Which ironically typical. is, I know the other Walmart he was talking about because it was closer to my parents' mm-hmm. house, like, is a much smaller Walmart, which has less resources to put stuff out it at midnight. It makes no sense, man. And I don't think it's open all... I don't think it's a 24-hour one either. It makes no sense. So, uh, about five minutes later, another person showed up. Yep. Also was at that same Walmart, Walmart last yep. night. Yeah, so we heard all about it. Uh, heard that inventory was low, that people were not finding what they want. And the reason these two people were here at this Target is because they had checked online and seen that the exclusive Mandalorian figure yeah. was only available at a few targets that most hadn't gotten them in. And that was news to us. We said, well, okay, they're all opening at 8 a.m. They all must have gotten the figure if they're going right. to do an exclusive. We just picked a target that we thought would be one of the least busy ones and was right. close to us. Yeah. So we kind of just lucked out, apparently, as we found. Right, because the other target that's close, the next closest one, we would have been out of luck. Yeah. So... We eventually get in. They open the doors at eight. Luckily, the other people in line were also very casual and were not, you know, 
running. And we'd only and known them for about to... 12 minutes and I already put the, <laughs> the recorder away. So unfortunately, we don't have interviews with them. Yeah, we weren't able. There just was between that. The and... concrete was being still poured as well. Yeah, we so. didn't really talk about that in depth. But basically, the target was undergoing some construction. They were redoing their sidewalks. From about 6.40 a.m. <laughs> until we let in, we uh, had a construction truck. Uh, sorry, a concrete truck four feet in front of us. And yes. it was loud. Um, it's kind of fascinating to watch them was. work, though. We 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 actually we learned a lot about concrete management. We did. It 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 moves slower and can last a lot longer in that truck than I was told. Yeah, and it's lumpier than you'd think. Yeah, and they smooth it out with those scrapers. Like yeah, there's a, you, there's you, an artisanry to yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. I thought there'd be a more efficient way, but here we are. They were not using you know their permacrete or anything. They were no, uh, no, no. They were just using regular old concrete, and uh, we learned a little bit. It was fun. So anyway, we get into the store. We grab our cart, and I had gone the night before just to kind of make Scout sure it. that okay, toys were going to be in the toy aisle. There was not another section. There wasn't somewhere else we had to run to. It was just going to be where we thought it was. So all good. We get there. We get the figures we're looking for. And this is the first thing I want to say about Triple Force Friday. Easily as a action figure collector. Mm -hmm. The most inventory they've ever had. Yeah. Okay. They had multiple of each figure. Mm -hmm. Including the exclusive Mandalorian figure. Yep. Which if you haven't been following along, we'll give you a quick update on. The way that these figures have changed as of late for this Force Friday. So up until this point, there have been sort of three iterations of the Black Series, which is kind of this main, I think, collector line, the six-inch line, right? Right. There were the original orange boxes, there were the blue boxes, and then there were the black and red boxes. These are just basically signifying a time. So for a year, 12 figures, if I remember correctly, were made in orange boxes. Then about another 20 were made in blue. And now since 2015, since the line got kind of rebranded with Disney's acquisition of it, we've had about 100 figures or so, give or take, right? So basically the boxes have not changed a whole lot. The packaging has not changed a whole lot. There are convention exclusives and store exclusives and all that kind of stuff. But generally, same stuff, right? Well, this year, you get to buy more than one of each figure if you want to collect them all. Because not only are there three different boxes for uh-huh. most of the figures, yeah, but the figures that come in some of those boxes are slightly different. So let me explain this. There were four exclusives. One for Target, one for Amazon, one for GameStop, and one for Walmart. And they were billed as carbonized versions of these figures. Now, basically, I'll give you the example of the one we were after at Target. They had the Mandalorian figure which you could get in the regular black and red box. You could get the Mandalorian figure in the white first edition box, which they had every figure in as well. Right. Or you could get the carbonized Mandalorian, which is not him in a block of plastic. No, it (laughs) is him in a gold brown shiny box. And the figure is, we'll just say better. I think it'd be hard to argue. The figure has more detail. The paint is better and more interesting. It pops more. Um, The colors... You know, we'll see. Maybe the Mandalorian will go through outfit changes in the show, and his outfits will resemble both of the Black Series figures. But I would argue that the one in the carbonized box is maybe slightly closer to what we've seen in some of the trailers. Well, I think the thing that was really interesting was, so obviously I'm just going in for more of the thrill of it because, um, well, one thing that's happened between the two Force Fridays was our local mall got a Lego store. 
Yeah. Um, and they have my number um, on speed dial. They they know I'm totally all in. Um, yep. <laughs> admittedly, nowhere near the most all in at that location. But like, no. I go in there at least every month or so and buy something. Yeah. Um. So like. I wasn't even worried about the Legos because I'm like, I know the Lego store will have everything I yeah. want and they have an exclusive set if I buy all my stuff from them and I get VIP points. So, yes, I'm going to go to yeah. the Lego store later Doesn't today. Doesn't make sense. Um, Not like Target's cheaper. So I was like, you know what? I'm all in about the Mandalorian. I'm super excited about it. So I'm like, I will probably get the Mando Black series because yeah. I already already got a Boba Fett and I love Mandalorians. I'm all about them. So I'm like, sure. And... I wasn't planning in the carbonized because it was like, oh, you guys are really into it. I'm like, well, if it's just like a packaging change. I don't care. And you're yeah. like, no, no, it's a little bit of a paint job change. And like looking at the two figures when I had them in front of me, I, I'm like, yeah, I know I'm going to ruin the value of this and open this box for this rare collector. But like this looks way cooler because they have like a graphene on parts of them yeah. that gives it an actual metallic reflection. Yeah. And so like the scuff marks on the armor are shiny. The bronze helmet is bronzier mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. the other figure doesn't look fine but it's got it it looks plasticky yeah. like it should because it's made of plastic yeah and the carbonized figures have just a nice little pop now at yeah. the time i didn't know it cost more but yeah you know, they do cost five dollars more so the general msrp of a black series is generally 22.99 target still sells them for 19.99 which is great yep but the carbonized versions of these figures are generally twenty four ninety nine. It appears right. So just in case you know you're shopping, um, but yeah, it's a different looking figure. Better isn't the right way to describe it. I think the Mandalorian is kind of the outlier. Now that I've seen them all, the Mandalorian okay. looks I think better. I think I'd argue so. The Jet Trooper, which is a Walmart exclusive, mm -hmm. instead of being kind of the plain white of Stormtrooper armor, is kind of like a shiny cream color. Uh, oh, okay. I would say the regular white probably looks better, but that's the one I don't have. Or more it's still accurate shipping you... to me. I don't have. Well, that's because well, stormtroopers have plastic right. steel armor, so they look like they're right. made of plastic. Right. That, but remember also that box has that metal shine as well. The Sith trooper, which is an Amazon oh, right, exclusive, uh, normally would be a very flat red, is a very shiny metallic red. And then there is the GameStop exclusive, which is the other one we got that morning because after we left Target, we went and waited in line at GameStop with they the same the, guys. Yeah, the uh, the second sister Inquisitor uh, from Jedi Fallen Order. They have a sort of shiny black version of her, and that looks cool because it definitely gave her more of a luster from when I saw that. Yeah, so they look great, and because I'm spending, basically, as we kind of summed it up that day as we were talking about it, yeah, the figure's different when you take it out of the box, and right. when you take it out of the box, and it's a different looking or a better looking figure, I consider that worth it having these sort of versions, these exclusives. Right. I'm fine with that. But then you took every other figure, so you released a Ray, you released a Kylo, you released a Cal and a Second Sister, both the characters from Jedi Fallen Order. You released a Mandalorian and an off-world Jawa. You released another Stormtrooper and the Sith Trooper. You released eight figures, if my count is right, that like everywhere had. There are a couple others that yeah. people have reported finding and you know future waves that will eventually be coming. But let's just say... There are eight figures that every store selling Force Friday merchandise should have, right? Right. And they took them, and you can still buy them in the regular black and red boxes. That's probably all you'll be able to find now. But there are also these white first edition boxes where the figures are identical. They're but no the different. But because they are the first shipped ones, yeah. they're the, in theory the ones first coming off the assembly line or the first yeah. 
X amount of them. They're in a white box. Yeah. Cost the same. $19.99, $22.99, Which depending is on your retailer. Yeah, not different, like the carbonized. But this is something that I'd like to hear your opinion on, Mac. You know, yeah. having all these versions of the same figure when you literally can't... I have yet to see a Mace window on a shelf. Mm-hmm. I have yet to see a Battle Droid on a shelf. And those figures have been out for like six months. Well, okay, so two things. We so talked why are about we getting this, all these versions? We talked about this. And, and the reality is because from Hasbro's perspective... Let's say they make, let's say your Mace Windu, right? Yeah. Let's say they make, I don't know, um, a quarter million Mace Windu figures ever. Yeah. That's, as far as Hasbro's concerned, that's the job. They make that. They're estimated that all of those will sell. They will make their money back on the mold and producing of that line. And with the case distribution, it will equal out to if they have some other figure that uses more plastic or was harder to build, it will all equal out across the entire wave. Yeah. And so they made their money back, which they did their job. Yeah. It's really, they don't care about the collector's market in that sense of they want to just make sure that everything, every single piece of plastic they make gets sold. Yeah. So their incentive is to make things that will sell. The problem is, and I think what you and I have been fighting about of like, it used to be because we had less analytics and algorithms and AI machine learning to help us figure out these numbers. They used to be much more like, uh, Mace Windu seems like he'll be popular. Let's make a million of him. Cause I, I think he's going to be popular. Yeah. No, now they know exactly how much you collectors will buy yeah. X figure, which means that's why they reduce it down. And then I think the first wave stuff is just, I, I'll be honest, I really think that's Hasbro going like, it'd be kind of fun if like the people that are going out on Triple Force Friday, our most yeah. loyal fan base, they get a little kick of something cool because they're the first ones here. Not seeing it from the perspective of, as a collector, that means I have to buy every one of those figures again? This sucks. Because I really, genuinely, yeah. honestly think that Hasbro does not see it as something reasonable to collect every single one they produce. I don't think that's what they want fans to do. I don't think that's why they're doing it. I I equated to you, to me, I didn't have a problem with the white boxes. I looked at like, ironically, because we were talking about them, magic cards. Mm -hmm. And magic cards, if you open a magic card pack, there's usually a foil one, one that's Mm -hmm. shiny. And it could be a rare, it could be a common, it could be uncommon. But there are psychopaths out there who collect every card in a set in the hollow, which yeah. is exorbitantly expensive, very hard to source. And, you know, and sometimes I even wonder if possible, because I don't know if they actually purposely make sure that every card gets hoiled, foiled at the same amount or right. the same rarity, because rares are still rarer. So, yeah. and I look at that and go like, you are hurting you. Right. You have decided to make this your own right. personal quest. And if it's your hell... The company that produced it never asked you to do this and never set you up for success for this because they never wanted you to be that person. Yeah. And I don't have any... I guess the point is, I understand getting mad at Hasbro because Hasbro doesn't make this, but I also go, it's a it's a double-edged sword. Hasbro, I thought this year, I was very happy with them because A, you could get stuff. The yes. Target had stuff. Far and away, more and, merchandise than we've ever seen before. And I thought that was great. The second thing is, you showed me, and I'm like, I love they have these new six-inch figures, Galaxies of Adventure. Yeah, not six-inch. Are they six, they're, five? They're like 
five inch. They're definitely. Yeah, they're, they're definitely closer to Black Series than yeah. they are three and three quarter. Yeah, but they're ten dollars, so they're more than the five POA were before. But these are now; these are your toys. These are toys for kids, yeah. and I noticed not a single one of the four of us bought one before we left. And I kind of, that, I will buy the Kylo and the Vader. That's more but what I'm trying to say is yeah. like, but it <laughs> yeah, warms my heart you, because yeah. these aren't for you. Yeah, these are for. Kids who want to hold Kylo Ren in one hand and Ray in the other yeah. and just bash them at each other with a lightsaber and go, oh, I'm going to feed you, Kylo Ren. No, you won't. I will become the most powerful sorcerer in the world. Like, I love yeah. the fact that kids uh-huh. are getting what I did. Yes. And we're a little different than most collectors because we open everything. Yeah, I am an open box collector. I should point that out. So that's why when I have a figure that looks better or yeah. looks different, I'm very happy to spend the extra money. And but when it's for a literal box... And when I look at the box, I go, I think that sucks for those collectors, but they're the ones who fooled themselves into thinking they could get all of them. And it's the same with, right. There is one place I collect as hardcore as you do. And I'm nuts about it, which is I have a very expensive, very complete. I mean, not all the way complete, but like I have a very extensive NES collection. I collect the Nintendo entertainment system. I'm, I'm, thousands upon thousands of dollars into that and there is a market for the people that get the complete in box and i've never understood them because to me i want the cartridges so i can put them in a machine and play them yeah and if that's not what you're going for i don't understand especially in my market like why do you want to buy an expensive piece of electronics that you're never going to use yeah at least the plastic figure there's a window you can see what you (laughs) bought right like but there's a certain level of the collectors in box is just this insane, old, broken idea of when the Kenner figures, which are probably, right. I would say, probably the most inflated costs in the action figure market. There are older, yeah. there have been G.I. Joes and Transformers mm-hmm. and old, like, 12-inch G.I. Joes mm-hmm. that have had some of this. But for the most part, we have this idea that Min and Box makes it inherently better. Mm-hmm. Because if you sell it to someone, they had the chance to have an open box like they get to unbox it themselves Mm -hmm. that's the value i have bought a few nes cartridges um sealed box and it is literally just they're all bad games because it's expensive but i've literally (laughs) got it just for the purpose of i want the experience of what was it like in 88 to open this game and get all the little the feelies the the thing the description in nintendo power and here's the instruction manual and here's the weird bag that was hand packaged because Mm -hmm. that's how this was done like there's something cool about that yeah totally but a lot of these people are never going to have that because for them completing boxes that has the best value it makes my figure at the highest grade and that means that it has the most value i'm like that market's gone. Like, and, yeah. how 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 many people are getting married this year that are going to liquidate their Black Series figure because their spouse says, get rid of those damn toys? Yeah. And, and this is, I, I want to point out, every opinion I have on this yeah. is not counting exclusives, right? Con exclusives. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole different right? kettle. I'm okay with that, and this is not the time or place to talk about those. But when you're talking about, okay, I was first in line, right? Triple Force yep. Friday. Uh, I could have bought every first edition figure. I could have bought, and I, I'm not saying bought three of each. I'm saying I could have bought one of each, right? Right. I didn't. I bought the Mandalorian exclusive. Yep. You know the carbonized, and I bought Ray and Kylo, uh, in their first edition boxes. I bought the Kylo because I'm a Kylo collector, and I will leave that one in box on my box Kylo shelf. Yep. But next week, when it's sixteen ninety nine on Amazon for the regular Kylo, I will buy one and I will open it. Right. Right. 
So that's the thing. I didn't buy the Cal Ketsis that I really wanted from Jedi Fallen Order because I said, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to open this. I'm going to throw this box away, most likely. So let someone right? pick it up. Who's let more, someone else grab it. Give the opportunity to someone who might right. be more obsessed so with like, that. So if they had had the regular black box, I probably would have bought it that day. But they actually, they didn't. They only had first edition boxes. And so I actually walked out of there not buying a lot of the figures. Now, part of that is, yeah, I'm buying these carbonized versions because I did get all four of right. those. And, you know, whatever. I also didn't want to spend a ton of money. I was kind of acting on a little bit more of I was trying to control myself, you know. Well, and then, um, like you said, you've gained patience around this of like, yeah. they'll be around. The- I've seen, you know, I've seen the, the, the battle droid figure go from list to 28 to 32 back down to 18 to list again. Like, right. I've seen that. So, you know, I'm feeling more comfortable that... Hasbro is going to keep these things in production longer, which now I'm not so sure, you know, is that helping them? Is it hurting them? Because now as someone who's an avid collector, I mean, I own every black series figure, every single one, right? Like I'm choosing not to buy these on force Friday. Cause I know in a week, a month I can get them for 25. Well, but here's off. my thing. I think that's good because that's how you start getting back to walking into a target and seeing things on the shelf. Yeah. And to be blunt, I really think it is, it is, it, Sorry, fans. Like, but I think it's Hasbro's job. Their job should be to ruin the collector's market. Like, it should kind of be their job. I would love it if I could walk into a store every time and buy any Black Series figure from the last year. I would love it if well, my, and- you know, my original mall is not worth what it is. And they're doing that. They're, they have this archive series now where they're putting out reproductions of you know yeah. older figures and that's great and they're in a completely different packaging which mm-hmm. doesn't ruin the collectors who want the uniform black boxes because these are more blister packs right yeah they are and so like i think that's great because those blister packs are for me because after i bought the mandalorian i decided that i'm gonna go a little bit not all the way in but a little bit into <laughs> it so i want to get a boba fett well there's this boba fett coming out between the waves between like november and february that's the Boba Fett I'm going to buy is this archive series because I'll probably be able to find it in the ballpark of list. And it's the same figure on yeah. the inside. If anything, a better figure. Like I have, right. I have the original Anakin that they made, the episode three Anakin that came with two heads, regular eyes and Sith eyes. Yeah. And the new one in the archive collection is a better looking toy. But right. I'm not buying it and again. So I as, have that Anakin. And so as what I buy these things for, which is art objects, right. they are meant to be around my home to remind me of like, I love that stuff. It's cool yeah. that I can turn this around and mm-hmm. look at it. And if I ever draw it, I have this great reference. But that's me just fooling myself. The point is they're around my house just so I can be like, I like these things yeah. and I want to surround myself with things I like. Yeah. We are definitely in the minority, I think, as open box collectors. Sure. Uh, it definitely hurts value you know if you're if you're looking at it in that way see here's my thing that's okay it doesn't it hurts the value for my particular figure but you collectors should love us we're driving up the value of yours (laughs) by making yours rarer every time we open one up if you had bought those white boxes and ripped them apart some other collector would smile a little bit broader because by one penny accrued over 10 years his figure just went up Yes, it did. Like I said, it's uh, fine if that's what you want to do and that's what you want to collect. Yeah. I, I just, I generally don't understand that. I don't collect things I'm not passionate about. Mm-hmm. 
And because of that, I don't really have much relation to that. And I'm like, if you're just keeping keep them in the box and you go through your storage locker and you put them in a sealed tub so that they're water and weatherproof proof protected from the elements and yeah. you leave them in that, that and then you never look at them again. Like in a grand scheme, like until you have to liquidate all of them and you put them on a lot on eBay and you expect them to get the same price you got, you paid for them, which you'll never get if you sell them as a lot. The only way to make money on action figures is sell them the piecemeal way that they need to be sold to get the right buyer to buy them. Mm -hmm. If you're not, because I've seen tons of people get out of NES collecting. Right. And the majority of the rarer piece I have is buying 30 cartridges I don't need to get the one that I do need at a price that's still better than buying that thing individually because yeah. it's someone getting out of the market and they're just dumping their stuff on the market and you can take advantage of that. Yeah. And I'm in a position where I know how to liquidate those other 30 cartridges, which is just selling them for their correct price piecemeal. Yes. I have to pay more in shipping and handling, or I have to be more patient to get rid of them that way. But then I make back everything I made. And it's like, that's the way it works. And I don't care about being that way with NES cartridges because those are a finite resources. All the NES cartridges that will ever be made have been made. Right. There's no there's no company thinking about like, well, what if we had a special edition box? Or yeah. what if this one came with a different gold cartridge than the one we are? Like, I don't have to deal with the artificial scarcity that's in the marketplace now. Right. Um, and I feel bad for collectors because all of that tinkering with this is what Hasbro knows makes you want to buy new stuff or buy the same figure twice over. Mm -hmm. And the irony is that is making it so that the things that are genuinely rare are less rare because, well, there's this rarity and then that other, other rarity. Like, is there going to be a world where some billionaire in 2052 is like, oh, I remember the figures of my youth. I will pay someone $2 million for a complete set of the white boxed <laughs> figures so that I may also just stare at them on a wall. <laughs> like, I just don't think that's yeah. realistic. And I, think I think what we're saying is the yeah. toy collecting market, yeah, we've for the most on. part, is dead. I mean, it's not what it was. Things are produced in too great of quantities now, even when we're complaining about not being able to find them in stores. I right? think the summation is... Fans need to, and I thought the two guys we met on Force Fridays, which I wish we would have interviewed them, were pretty reasonable guys. Yeah. Um, and I think at, at the end of the day is, if you are collecting these things, it's got to be for you. If you have lied to yourself about the inflated value you're going to have over yeah. time, I feel bad for you because the realities of the collector's market, and again, being in a much mm -hmm. more aggressive collector's market for 15 years now, the reality is... That dream payday never comes because right. one of two reasons. One, when you get out, you get all out all at the same time and you don't have the time to actually get your accrued value out of what you have in your collection because it takes too much work to right. move your collection the thoughtful way or vice versa. You're never really going to sell them because right. you're collecting them because you love them. Right. And by the time you, you know, die, your relatives who have nowhere near the personal connection with it puts it on a lot on eBay that people like me get the rare ones out of it and then liquidate all the rest. Like if you're not a professional collector and this is like, I would say a part-time job or more for mm -hmm. you, the reality is just collect for you yeah. and stop worrying about all the boxes yeah. and having the whole complete set yeah. because you're just making it the frustrations you have with Hasbro, the frustrations you have with Target, the frustration you have with all this 
is more a frustration with, I want this thing that I'm doing because it's inherently hard to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. Right. I mean, as someone who's an open box collector. Yeah. Right. A lot of those, those things that you're talking about, right. It makes sense. Right. I want to get the value out of now for me because I enjoy them. I, uh, I don't spend a ton of time playing quote. Well, but you have a massive, that wall you have of those floating shelves with all the sets. And like when you have them organized, you still, you have it organized by like prequel trilogy, original trilogy. And then you've got some dioramas where things are like, you've got that Kylo and that, that, um, Ray on, um, on, um, Snoke's throne room. Right. Right. Like, and you have them facing them like, and that's, fun and it's just a diorama it's just a piece Mm -hmm. of art it's no different than having a painting or Mm -hmm. a photograph or a Mm -hmm. poster on the wall but it's very nice and i think the biggest thing about being an open box collector means that you can still be as stupid as any collector but (laughs) the reality is you're already admitting this is for you you've already purposely ruined some of the value of it because you said i don't care i want to see how all these joints move and what poses i can put them in as art objects right and you know i'm still and I'm still enjoying it. I've still got them. I still love them. You know, uh, there was a time when I bought some figures like, oh, I'll buy two of these, one to open and one to keep in the box when it came to the Black Series. Yes. And you know what ended up happening with those, uh, you know, those six or so that I boxed? Like at one point I did have two of those Anakins that now sell for five times the price and all that. You know what I did? I traded them to another collector for a bunch sure. of stuff that I could go out and buy at list price. But it's like, well, you know what? These are just taking up space. And so I spend more money than I've already spent. Right. It collecting should be something that makes you happy. And I think that work, then it's a whole other thing. And I think our summation on all this is um, that the collector's market should just be that it should be the fun of it. And it should be a positive sum game. Yeah. You know, the retailer of Hasbro makes stuff that you want to buy. You want to buy that stuff. And then, like you said, you trade and you work with other collectors to help yeah. each other other solve the problem. And if you're just a monster who's just doing scalping and stuff, like, I I don't like you as a person. Like, you are adding more misery to the world. Yeah. No, I... I- so anyway, Triple Force Friday you. was kind of a bust. We had fun. We got the stuff we wanted yeah. for the most part. The later in the day, I went to the Lego store and I bought entirely too much Lego. Yeah, you did. Because I got that A-Wing with Snaps Wexley yep. in it. Yep. I got the, um, uh, gosh, what Did else? Did you get the Brickheads? Oh, uh, yeah. We got the Brickheads of Kylo and, and the, the Sith, uh, Trooper. Sith Trooper. Yeah. We also got the Star Wars Advent calendar for this this <laughs> Halloween, uh, which is probably good because there's also a new Harry Potter Advent calendar. Yeah, and Christmas. I'm like, I never. I also, just for the record, have three Advent calendars I've bought for Christmas for Lego Advent calendars because at least new ones every year. Yeah. Um, I've built w- one of them. Um, <laughs> so I really shouldn't buy any more of these Advent calendars, but I keep doing that. Um, and I also... Um, I also was going to buy some of the 20th anniversary ones. I ended up pausing because I know they'll still be there, like the snow yeah. speeder, the um, pod racer. I have the pod, yeah. Um, but what was nice was for spending the money that I did, they gave me a, um, they gave me a the mini build, right? Yeah, so it's like these micro scale figures, and it's the ATAT ATSTSEs, yeah. like walking through Endor, and it also has. The 20th edition badge on it. Oh, that's so nice. nice. I didn't know that. Um, And I love those because those are the perfect scale that I can leave around my house. I love Star Wars to death, but like 
The reason, as much as I'm a Star Wars nut and I love Star Wars and I've been all in for all 20 years mm-hmm. of this Star Wars stuff, um, I can't justify the floor space for the Collector yeah. Series Millennium Falcon. Otherwise, I would have bought it by now. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm kind of thankful I have a small, modest apartment because I don't have room for a Collector <laughs> Series Millennium Falcon. Um, but I, yeah. I think that's always the problem with... Uh, for me, for Legos, is I would be far more in Legos because I love building them. But if it's not something I want to stare at all the time, right? it's hard to justify what, where do I keep this. Right. Because, I mean, some of those, like they just released the new Imperial Star Destroyer. I mean, that thing's four and a half feet long. And it is amazing. Because, um, I mean, it, yeah, it's like it's, it's like mm-hmm. 1.2 meters or something. Like, it's crazy And there is a long. picture of that up on our Twitter if you want to check it out because our Lego store does have one on display. And that's the If nice... you haven't seen one in person, whoo boy. And I will awesome. say, my last fun thing about Triple Four <laughs> Friday that I really enjoyed yeah. was I went into the Lego store and uh, the employee who helped me, she was all in, Ross. She oh, was all wonderful. in. She had like a, um, she's wearing like a, like a vest and she's got this kind of like draped undershirt and she's wearing these pants. She's got this white scarf and I'm like, I can, oh, she's Jen Urso. She's dressed up in Jen Urso clothes. Awesome. And I look at her name tag and it says Jen Urso. And I'm like, okay, not only am I endeared the fact that you're all in here on Force Fridays, <laughs> not only do I know I'm amongst my people right now. Yeah. But I really enjoy the fact that the Lego company is cool enough. They're like, yeah, go make another name tag. That's great. Yeah. Like that they they will let you dress up in a costume and wear a different name tag because it's part of the fun of mm-hmm. this building that the Lego company and every Lego store I've ever been in always is full of happy employees, despite them being crazy busy. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is always just a whimsy and a joy. And I think that just maybe putting a button on the way too long. We talked about collector culture. Mm-hmm. I think Lego splits the balance as perfectly as possible because they have their Lego sets that are absolutely not for kids. They have way too many small parts. They're way yeah. too detailed. But the point of the matter is they're still made of the same bricks. Mm-hmm. If you bought the Lego Lego collector series, Millennium Falcon, which at the time was the biggest set Lego had <laughs> ever made. It's one of the most complex builds they've ever made. If a six-year-old was allowed to rip it apart, and some fans over the side crying, but they ripped it apart, they could build whatever they want out of it. It's all the same bricks. They're yeah. not specialty. They're not. They're made out of the same Legos, and because of that, they do a great job of the collector toy. You could buy that for a kid, and they can still get joy out of it. And if you buy a toy toy, mm-hmm. a lot of the fans can get it. And mm-hmm. even they have done stuff like one of the some of the new sets were. Um, they don't call it Galaxy Adventure, but they're the like for four year olds. Mm-hmm. It's like the four and up builds. And they're like the snow speeder, but not trying to be as accurate. It's much less small yeah. parts. It's much more blocky and easier to build. Yeah, totally. And Lego's great. That That's Lego my summation. Is yeah. Is Lego I love Lego. really came through for you on this Force Friday. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And one day we'll do a whole Lego episode. Star Wars Legos. Oh, there are many of those in the future because yeah. at some point we're going to talk about the Force Friday that was not a Force Friday. We will eventually talk about 99. Oh, yeah. And that's when Lego started their Star Wars. And, oh, I was all in. Oh, yeah. All right. Beautiful. So, Mac, I don't have anything else to say about Force Fridays right now. Do you? No, no, no. I feel like we uh, talked a lot. We had a lot of fun. I am not going to lie. I'm a little worried this is the last Force Friday. Yeah. Um, Just because if our experience was anybody else's experience, 
the retailers just may not be in for it anymore. Yeah. I hope they are. I hope that I hope we also need more movies. That helps, too. <laughs> it does. Right. It does. I, I think there will be a time where Star Wars merchandise will be a bigger event again. It just might be a little while. I could agree with that. All right. Well, until so, that beautiful we'll, we'll sunny come day. We'll back and talk to you again when that happens. When Force Friday 4, quadruple Force Friday, will be there. <laughs> All right. Good night. All right, so that's how our show wraps up. Another Star Wars all in in a can. This is our Force Friday special. Um, I don't know. We're, we're making a lot Fridays, of specials yeah. as of late. I know. You know, we we really were going to do kind of a, a Force Friday in the line special and that cement yeah. mixing and pouring kind of threw us there. So we decided why not just do this whole Force Friday special. Sure. And I think it was worth it. I think it was too. And I, I, I hope you enjoy this. I think this is... Uh, Maybe one of our most self-indulgent episodes. <laughs> um, it's basically just, hey, do you remember when we did the thing? I hope other people have memories similar or kind of yeah, like those. Yeah, if you have a Force Friday memory, uh, shoot us a message on Twitter. Or, uh, yeah. you know, search us out on Instagram, Star Wars All In on both. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear about your Force Friday memories as well. And again, come and see us because we would love to. Because, I mean, this is a little outside of our normal format. This wasn't really – this was about events, not mm-hmm. normal topics. And again, our whole format here is the I, – I hit the I feel lucky button on Wikipedia, what came <laughs> out, like what topics – and I'm very curious to see uh, any feedback about, did you like this more anecdotal, this more like uh, reminiscing and just batting around uh, time and place? Or did you find this less interesting? Because, again, we're not going to build our format completely around just what fans want, because um, we've learned the folly of su- such things. But we want to share with you the things that engage you and mm-hmm. engage our community mm-hmm. and... Um, and we hope that this was was that. We hope you enjoyed yeah, this. And we hope you enjoyed us talking about toys for a couple hours. Well, That's basically what it comes down to, right? Yeah. When you can check in on the next uh, podcast, we'll be back to maybe something a little more akin to yeah, our we've normal. Got a, we've format. got a we've got a we've got a fun episode. A couple fun episodes coming up. So so it's um, going to be a lot of good times. Can't wait to have you with us. So until then, my name is Mac. My name is Ross, and uh, I hope all of you have a great weekend out there hunting for Star Wars toys, and uh, may the Force be with you. This production is not endorsed by any other property and is the sole responsibility of Mac Purvis III, Ross Grieco, and those involved in its production. It is meant for entertainment purposes only. Other than content provided by this production's providers, all music, movie clips, and sound bites, rights are reserved, and their respective owners have not endorsed any aspect of this show. Copyright 2019.